0: The
1: new day here is word Let us pray the Sunrise Morning Show and a way to start your day.
2: Today is Friday, July the twenty-eighth. It is the feast of Blessed Stanley Rother. Let's. Say a prayer this morning for his canonization in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh God, fount of all holiness, make us each walk worthily in our vocation through the intercession of your saints, on whom you bestowed a great variety of graces on earth. Having graced your church with the life of your priest and martyr, Blessed Stanley Rother, Grant that by his intercession, this humble flock may reach where the brave shepherd has gone. Grant that your church may proclaim him a saint, living in your presence and interceding for us. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning and welcome to this Friday edition of the Sunrise Morning Show here on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Anna Mitchell coming to you from the studios of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio in Cincinnati, Ohio. Paul Lockman at the controls for us. Matt is off to visit his grandparents this weekend. So uh, we will look forward to having him back, I think, on Monday. I'm pretty sure. Say a prayer for his travels. We had an excellent hour ahead up this hour. Carlo Broussard, the apologist from Catholic Answers, will join us to begin a new series on his book on the new relativism. And today we'll get an idea of what total relativism means. Stephanie Mann has another story An incredible story to tell us today of a Welsh martyr recounted in Father Bowden's Mementos of the English Martyrs and Confessors. We're going to talk about Oppenheimer with Ken Craycraft, who is our legal and political analyst and sometimes cultural analyst. And I think all of that is going to come into play in our conversation today. He has many thoughts after reading the book and seeing the movie. And then we'll wrap things up for the hour with Father Hezekiah's Carnazzo from the Institute of Catholic Culture to get a preview of the mass readings for Sunday, this weekend. Right now, it's three minutes past. It's time for news. (music) Illinois is targeting pro-life pregnancy centers. Governor Pritzker signed the so-called Deceptive Practices of Limited Services Pregnancy Centers Act. The law bans pregnancy centers from using what is described as misinformation, deceptive practices, or misrepresentation in order to interfere with access to abortion services or emergency contraception. The measure allows the Illinois Attorney General to investigate complaints against centers and strengthens the AG's office power to prosecute what they deem to be consumer fraud. The Thomas More Society has filed a lawsuit on behalf of the National Pregnancy Help Network, NIFLA, to get this law blocked. Peter Breen said in a statement, quote, this law is a blatant attempt to chill and silence pro-life speech under the guise of consumer protection, end quote. The Holy See Press Office has presented the itinerary for the Pope's upcoming visit to Lisbon next week for the 2023
3: World Youth Day. From Vatican Radio, Francesca Merlo reports. Matteo Bruni, the director of the Holy See Press Office, noted that this will be the 42nd international journey of Pope Francis's and his second one to Portugal after that of 2017 on the occasion of the centenary of Our Lady's apparitions. Matteo Bruni noted that over 330,000 young people have registered from over 200 countries and 20,000 volunteers have registered from 150 countries. More than 700 bishops and 20 cardinals will be at their service, guiding them in catechesis. Peace will certainly be at the centre of the prayers of this World Youth Day, said Matteo Bruni. When questioned by journalists, Bruni did not confirm, but neither did he exclude, that the Pope might meet with young Russians and Ukrainians. Also, when asked if a meeting with the victims of child sexual abuse would be planned, the Vatican spokesman responded by underlining Francis's well-known sensitivity and attention to these issues. If these meetings do take place, he said, they will also take place in a confidential manner to facilitate the healing process of the victims. If there should be a meeting, news will be given after it takes place, said Matteo Bruni. Pope Francis will speak in public 11 times, pronouncing nine speeches and two homilies. Only the first will be delivered in Italian, whilst the others will all be in Spanish. It is the language of the Pope, explained Matteo Bruni, the language through which he can reach the greatest number of people. Finally, Matteo Bruni noted that Portugal, Spain, France and Italy are the countries that the Pope will be flying over and that as in previous apostolic journeys with the Pope on the plane there will also be a Vatican employee, this time from the Secretariat of State. I am Francesca Merlo.
2: Former President Trump is accusing the Justice Department of abuse after more charges were filed against him in the Mar-a-Lago classified documents case. Trump told Fox News Digital Thursday that, quote, this is what you get for leading the polls for the White House in 2024 and called the charges ridiculous. Special counsel Jack Smith is adding one defendant to the prior indictment against Trump and aide Walt Nauta, along with an additional charge of willful retention and two new obstruction counts. Trump and Nauta have already both pleaded not guilty to federal charges related to the documents. A hearing will resume today to determine the sentence for a Michigan school shooter. The suspect pleaded guilty last year to all charges in the killing of four students at Oxford High School in 2021, He was 15 years old at the time of the massacre and can be sentenced to life in prison without parole only at the discretion of a judge. A ruling is expected in the coming days. Gas prices are at an eight-month high. More from Brian
4: Shook. AAA reports the national average price for a gallon of regular gas hit $3.71 on Thursday. That's the highest the average has hit since November and is $0.13 cents more compared to a week ago. The jump comes as the price for a barrel of oil has surged to $80, a three-month high. California has the highest average price at four ninety three, while Mississippi drivers are seeing the lowest average at three seventeen a gallon. I'm Brian Shook.
2: And a Senate committee is passing legislation to make AM radio available for free in the Every Vehicle Act. In a bipartisan vote, the bill receiving overwhelming support and now moves from the Commerce Committee onto the full Senate. The legislation would turn to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to make a rule that requires vehicle manufacturers to keep AM broadcast radio without a surcharge. The president of the National Association of Broadcasters says the legislation would allow AM radio to continue as the backbone of the nation's emergency alert system. And I will add to that, this is very good news for Catholic radio. Many of our Catholic radio affiliates on AM radio, and you probably do hear that emergency alert system, we are in fact required to test it. At least once a week. So, in addition to, you know, helping save the body in that way, we of course work to help save the soul. So, say a prayer for all of this because threats to AM radio are definitely threats to Catholic radio. Today is Friday, July the 28th. It is the feast of Blessed Stanley Rother. Pray for us. It's 8 past. Back with us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Carlo Broussard. He's an apologist with Catholic Answers, author of The New Relativism, Unmasking the Philosophy of Today's Woke Moralists. You can find him online at carlobroussard.com. Invite him to speak through catholicanswersspeakers.com. You are still looking for speaking gigs, right, Carlo?
5: Absolutely, Anna. I'm always ready to rock and roll, whether it's your second grade, first communion class, your confirmation class, or adults in the pew, or the lecture at the university hall. They can get in touch with us by calling us at Catholic Answers or just going to com. as you said, Anna.
2: What kind of stuff do you talk about, Carlo?
5: Oh, a variety of uh, topics, Anna, from God's existence and atheism to the papacy, to Mary, the saints, to defending Jesus and the historicity of the Gospels. So a variety of topics.
2: Well, awesome. So CatholicAnswersSpeakers.com, again, is where you can go get more information about getting Carlo out to your parish or to your second grade class, which I think would be <laughs> super fun. So.
5: And I've done it, too. Even a three-hour retreat for second grade class. Really? Yes. But I wouldn't
2: recommend that that was a little much for you but you know you know challenge Carla I did it that's awesome (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome well let's dive into your book now the new relativism Um, we're gonna be starting off in in a section in here on total relativism so first off give us a definition of total relativism
5: Yeah, so total relativism is the philosophical worldview that there is no absolute truth whatsoever, whether we're talking about morality, history, science, religion, whatever it may be, there's no absolute truth. There's no truth independent of what you or I happen to think. Truth is relative to either what the individual says or even what a group or a collection of individuals would say. Some philosophers call that society says relativism. Mm -hmm. The individual, I say relativism. So that's total relativism. And there are a few modern woke moral commands that I see as categorized or classified within that category or form of relativism.
2: Okay, let let me stop you there for just a second, Carlo, because I want to back up from— for one one moment, because um, yeah. I personally don't have a great grounding in philosophy, and so yeah. I'm going to assume that that many of our listeners don't have a great grounding in philosophy either, um, and, and might actually fall into relativistic thinking if we're not careful. Um, can you give us or explain for us the difference between relative and absolute truth that you're talking about here?
5: Yes, so absolute truth, that means there is reality, there is truth independent of what you think, of what I think, or what Joe Blow down the street thinks. There is a reality that we can all, that our minds can all come to know. Okay? Relativism says there is no reality that's independent, objective, from what. You think, I think, or Joe Blow thinks down the street. And we have our own realities, my own reality, your own reality, Joe Blow's own reality. That's what relativism says. Notice it wouldn't be a difference of opinion about what we think reality is. Rather, it would be our own distinct realities. So what you say is true, that's going to be your own reality. And what I say is true is going to be my own reality so it's relative to my own belief system
2: that's fascinating. it's pretty radical yeah. that is I, I mean it total relativism when you system. actually hear the definition you think yeah. that's outrageous and people really it, believe that
5: <laughs> yes in fact you would think that people do not believe that especially this to this day but, in fact, it is embedded in some of the modern woke moral commands. And this is embodied in the common catchphrase, you have your truth, I have mine, right? right, right. And that was the, quote-unquote, old relativism. People were going around saying that, well, that's your truth, I have my own truth, and people were pretty explicit about that. But you would think that no longer exists because we have all of these modern woke moral commands. You can't be a white supremacist. Well, how can you say white supremacy is wrong, and you're wrong for believing in it, being a white supremacist, when there's no absolute truth, when there's no truth that's independent of what you and I happen to think? And so you would think that total relativism is gone, right? You would think it's gone and is done with. But as we'll talk about, I'm sure, in in future segments, that this total relativism is alive and well. And it's lurking behind some of these modern absolutes especially thou shall not be a white supremacist
2: yeah so just quickly because we've only got about a minute here carlo right. um just what are the 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 ways that you see that you cover in the book total relativism playing out in the world today
5: yes yeah, so thou shall not be a white supremacist whenever you unspin the modern spin of that command you discover very quickly that it's total relativism wow. because what people mean by white supremacy is affirming objective truth thou shalt not impose is another one and thou shalt not say he or she so contemporary <laughs> gender ideology and we'll unpack all of that Anna, in in
2: future segment oh man i cannot wait to unravel this it's going to be fun it is hang on this is buckle up Fasten your seatbelts, folks. The New Relativism is the book. You can find it through Catholic Answers Press and linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. And don't forget, you can invite Carlo to speak through catholicanswersspeakers.com. Carlo, it was good to talk to you. Thank you so much.
5: Thank you, Anna. It was great talking with you.
2: All right, it's a quarter past now on the Sunrise Morning Show. Let's take a look at weather across the nation. A pair of cold fronts will bring rain showers and thunderstorms to the northern Rockies and Plains, the upper Mississippi Valley, Great Lakes, Midwest and Mid-Atlantic. Few showers and thunderstorms are possible across New England, interior New England, this evening. There will be a chance for strong to severe thunderstorms, mainly in the Midwest and lower Great Lakes. A few gusty thunderstorms could also develop in the northern Rockies and interior New England. Heavy downpours will also be a possibility, especially in the lower Great Lakes and Midwest. Rain and thunderstorms will soak Florida and the coast of Georgia and the Carolinas as well. Isolated and scattered showers and thunderstorms will develop in the Port Corners region this afternoon and evening. Otherwise, dry weather prevailing for most places west of the Rockies as well as the central and southern plains, the lower Mississippi Valley and the deep south. Headlines coming up next, it's 16 past here on the Sunrise Morning Show.
6: Are you looking for peace, longing for joy?
8: Central Fabricators is proud to support the Sunrise Morning Show, where you'll get news from the Catholic perspective while keeping you up to date on what's happening in the Vatican as well. It's also a great way to keep in touch with the Catholic faith throughout the week. Central Fabricators, based in Cincinnati, Ohio, is a family-owned business for over 75 years, manufacturing and repairing corrosion-resistant storage tanks, reactors, and pressure vessels. On the web at centralfabricators.com. That's centralfabricators.com. Tis the season for
9: iced tea. If you're looking for some unique flavors to enjoy, the Carmelite Monks of Wyoming have a number of options, including lemongrass mint, ginger orange, and blossoming jasmine.
2: Go check them out through our link to Mystic Monk Coffee at sonrisemorningshow.com. And when you make a purchase, we earn a commission.
9: While you're at our site, pick up a mug or etched travel mug, which are available in our online store.
2: Get your mugs and link to Mystic Monk Coffee for tea at sunrisemorningshow.com.
9: Why do we need Catholic Radio? Because not everybody's sitting in front of a computer or watching their television set at home. How about when driving to work? Catholic Radio is there for you. I may be a Catholic priest, but I'm still a student of the faith. And Catholic Radio helps supply good material, whether it be
10: a question-and-answer format show, whether it be a show itself on doctrine or theology, I myself, as a priest, am always learning.
0: Father Wade thinks Catholic Radio is important. So should you.
2: Eighteen past now on the Sunrise Morning Show. Let's take a look at headlines. The Holy See Press Office has presented the itinerary for the Pope's upcoming visit to Lisbon for World Youth Day. The Vicar of the Diocese of Odessa of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church has told Russian Patriarch Kirill, a missile you blessed hit the altar. And Illinois is targeting pro-life pregnancy centers with a new law signed by the governor Called the "quote deceptive practices of limited services pregnancy centers" Act. Okay, first of all, what a terrible, what a terrible name. But I want to pr- play for you um, a soundbite. I actually I had the privilege of going on Teresa Tomio's show last week to uh, participate in Fact Check Friday on Catholic Connection, and well, I feel like this one. This one could go on here, too. So this is the uh, the story from my newswire. And I I just can't wait to play this soundbite for you. This is it says Illinois is targeting so-called crisis pregnancy centers. And then it says Planned Parenthood of Illinois CEO and President Jennifer Welch spoke out against the centers. Here's what she had to say. The goal of these centers is simple. They're trying to get people in their doors to
11: stop
12: them from having abortions. Okay.
2: What's wrong with that? <laughs> I. Yeah, there you go. So apparently this is deception. Thank God for the Thomas More Society. Um, I'm trying to get one of their representatives on the show to talk more about this. This is unreal that they're going after pregnancy centers like this. It's 21 past.
0: Do you go to SacredHeartRadio.com to get the show notes? Show notes. And you know, the show notes is where you'll see the guest featured on the Sunrise Morning Show and Driving Home the Faith for today and previous days. And now you can find and hear an interview again just by hovering over the podcast markers. So for the links to the resources you hear about and to hear an interview again, get it by checking out the show notes every day at the new SacredHeartRadio.com.
9: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from St. Michael's Rosaries and Religious Articles, featuring a large selection of sterling silver medals, crosses, and crucifixes. St. Michael's Rosaries and Religious Articles in beautiful Miamisburg, 937 530 8026.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Hoting Realtors. Equipped with the latest technology and market knowledge, Hoting Realtors can make the buying and selling process easier. 513 513- 451-4800 and hoating.com.
12: You rely on your car, so rely on the experts at Fort Mitchell Garage, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. They can do it all from brakes, tires, and heating and cooling to towing and collision repair and more. Fort Mitchell Garage on Dixie Highway and Park Hills. On the web at fortmitchellgarage.com.
0: Pregnancy Center West is committed to protecting the unborn by encouraging women to see and choose the beauty of life while offering practical assistance for them and their families. Donate securely online at support support pcw.org that's support pcw.org
12: for catholics being united with god for eternity is the goal of earthly life a catholic cemetery is sacred because it holds our bodies once temples of the holy spirit until the lord comes again the archdiocese of Cincinnati has consecrated gate of heaven catholic cemetery to provide this ministry and remind us that life is not ended but changed Today, you can ensure that you and your loved ones are interred in accordance with your faith. Call 513-489-0300 or visit gateofheaven.org.
2: 23 minutes past the hour, you're listening to the Sunrise Morning Show. Back with us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Stephanie Mann. You can read her, her blog at supremacyandsurvival.blogspot.com. Stephanie, good morning. (laughs) Good morning, Nan. We're continuing to read through Father Bowden's mementos of the English martyrs and confessors. And today we're actually getting the story of a Welsh martyr, Blessed William Davies. He was martyred July 27th, 1593. What do we know about him prior to his imprisonment and martyrdom? The
13: record is pretty scanty, just that he studied uh, for the priesthood on the uh, continent at at, uh, Douay and then returned to Wales and served his people in, in, uh, excuse me, in Reims in France in April of 1850. 85, 1585 returned to Wales as a missionary priest and then seven years later he was arrested and with four students that he was sending to Spain to study for the priesthood and imprisoned in Beaumaris Castle uh, in uh, uh, Wales and so he was held there for about six months with these four young men who had been destined and still were destined for st- study for the priesthood in Spain
2: Yeah, which is why there's such an interesting title to uh, one of the two entries that Father Bowden has on Father Davies. Right. Yes.
13: He he has the title, The Three Children in the Furnace, and he has the verse from the book of Daniel uh, describing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as they walked in the midst of the flame, praising God and blessing the Lord. That's Daniel chapter 3, verse 34. And what Father Bowden describes is that I guess he was kind of like their seminary leader or their 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 uh, preparing them father William Davies blessed william Davies came up with a rule of life for himself and these four young men and but the interesting twist of this is they had they had all been arrested well he for his priesthood particularly and day because they were Catholic. And yet while they were in prison, they were allowed to practice their Catholic faith yeah. fully. I mean, they were saying, he was saying mass. They were reading the the uh, uh, the, the Liturgy of the Hours. They were pr- uh, praying the litany of, litanies of the saints and the litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So they were practicing their Catholic faith so fully while they were being imprisoned because it was against the law to practice their Catholic faith. He, they were just a, a Given quite a bit of freedom, uh, Catholics in the uh, in Wales or in the neighborhood where he, where he was captured and, and held came to him for counsel and and confession. Protestant ministers came to debate with him. So it, they strange way while they were in prison they were very free to practice their faith so he organized a day where they would begin first thing in the morning at 4 a.m with some oh. meditation and then they've had mass uh they uh sang the uh o sacrum convivium chanted it uh had time for reading and prayers he counseled them he gave them instruction uh they read the the imitation of Christ. They prayed the rosary, the litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the litany of the saints every day. They went to confession twice a week. And wow, wow, there's wow. a point that, that makes, they uh, received Holy Communion every Sunday, which was kind of unusual in that time. Sometimes laity did not receive Holy Communion, but they were semin- basically preparing to semin- seminary. So yes, a very detailed horarium for uh, young men in prison.
2: Yeah, I was going to say how how is it that we know all of this? It's because um, these young men who were with him actually survived, correct? Yes, he was he was condemned
13: to death. They were condemned to uh, imprisonment for life. They basically trying to make sure they didn't go to Mm -hmm. Spain to study, but uh, at least one of them we know escaped and. Reached Spain, went to the bishop there and explained all this detail to him, and and that bishop documented it in his own book about the uh, persecution. His name was uh, Bishop Yepes, and he wrote it about it in his history, Historia particular de la Persecution en Anglaterra, which mm. I think is more French than German uh, than Spanish, but anyway, <laughs> my pronunciation. But uh, yeah, so that's why we have this detail: is that, that he was sentenced to death, and then. Father uh, Bowden doesn't just, just treat, but it's interesting. People in the neighborhood did not want him. They they considered him to be a saint. Yeah. They did not want to see him executed. And yet he was condemned to death and finally executed. Yeah. But yes, I just think it's, one thing is remarkable is that these young men survived and that he had the, again, kind of just had that will uh, with these martyrs just always impress me. And I think they do, you and everyone who reads about them, that knowing you're, you're condemned to death or knowing that you're likely going to be condemned to death, yet you spend the last six months of your life in prayer and praise and the sacraments and, and with the hope that you're preparing four young men for the priesthood to come back and do exactly what you've been doing.
2: It's incredible.
13: That's that just, just magnificent.
2: Yeah, and as you have been doing throughout this series on Father Bowden's mementos, you've been doing extra digging to get more information yes, uh-huh. about these martyrs and confessors. So I've been trying to practice. Tell us okay. about Christiana Ghoul.
13: This is a book that he wrote. It's uh, the English translation, which I'll use, is The Christian <laughs> Mirror, and it's a, a book that he wrote in Welsh and was printed in Wales in a secret uh, printing press. There's only four copies of it uh, available uh, left, but it just shows again, it, and this was before he was arrested, but the great work that these missionaries did. So he was trying to, it, for the Welsh people, those Catholics who were remaining true, give them a resource
2: for prayer and meditation in his own words, the Christian mirror. Blessed William Davies. Pray for us. Pray for us. Go read more about him over at Stephanie's excellent blog, supremacyandsurvival.blogspot.com, and go pick up a copy of Father Bowden's Mementos of the English Martyrs and Confessors. It's just been reprinted by Sophia Institute Press. Stephanie, it was so good to talk to you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. You too, Stephanie. Thanks. You can find all of our guests linked at sonrisemorningshow.com. Half past the hour now on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's time for news. The Thomas More Society is suing on behalf of a national network of pro-life pregnancy centers after the governor of Illinois signed into law a bill targeting pregnancy centers. The so-called Deceptive Practices of Limited Services Pregnancy Centers Act bans pregnancy centers from using what is described as misinformation, deceptive practices, or misrepresentation in order to interfere with access to abortion services or emergency contraception. Peter Breen of the Thomas More Society said in a statement, quote, pregnancy help ministries provide real options and assistance to women and families in need, but instead of the praise they deserve, pro-abortion politicians are targeting these ministries with $50,000 fines and injunctions solely because of their pro-life viewpoint, end quote. This month is on pace to become the hottest month on record.
14: More from Mark Mayfield. That's according to new data from the Earth Observation Unit of the European Union Space Program and the World Meteorological Organization. The organization said the first three weeks of July have already set the record for the hottest three-week period. July 6th set the mark for the hottest day on record. This comes after June broke the record for the hottest June ever. Much of the U.S. has been hit by heat waves along with Asia and Europe. I'm Mark Mayfield.
2: Meanwhile, extreme heat is intensifying in the Northeast and Mid Atlantic. About 150 million Americans across the nation are at risk of a heat health emergency. Intense heat has spread along the highly populated I 95 corridor. It's also doubling down in the South, where emergency rooms are receiving heat related burn victims and even animals suffering heat illnesses. Heat indices are expected to exceed 100 degrees across many parts of the country. The vicar of the Diocese of Odessa in the Ukrainian Orthodox Church has told Russian Patriarch Kirill, quote, a missile you blessed hit the altar. Yahoo News reports Archbishop Victor of Artists was referring to a bombing last week in Odessa that damaged the Transfiguration Cathedral. He said in a letter to Patriarch Kirill, quote, I saw that a Russian missile blessed by you had directly struck the altar of the church in the Holy of Holies. And I realized that the Ukrainian Orthodox Church has long had nothing in common with your understanding. He said, we do not dare call you great Lord and father because you are a father who has sacrificed his children to destruction and murder, end quote. Pope Francis has sent a message to young people participating in the Medjugorje International Youth Festival. From Vatican Radio, Devin Watkins reports.
15: God has a plan of love for each of you, said the Pope. Do not be afraid of his will, but place all your trust in his grace. He expressed his hope that their time spent in Eucharistic adoration and confession at the Medjugorje Festival would help them to see that God's will is not something to be feared, but rather something to be embraced. God's will is a priceless treasure, he said. Pope Francis went on to reflect on the example of the Blessed Virgin Mary, highlighting how she did the will of God despite hardships. She became a disciple and mother of her son the moment she accepted the angel's words, he said. From then on, her whole life was a continuous response to God's will. The Pope noted that we sometimes struggle to understand God's will, especially in difficult moments. There is no better will for us than the Father's will, he said, which is his plan of love for us with a view to his kingdom and our full happiness. God, added Pope Francis, loves us unconditionally and knows the very depths of our hearts and desires. The Pope urged young people at the Medjugorje Youth Festival to offer God their unconditional yes in response to his love, especially in the zeal of their youth. Let there be no place in your life for selfishness or laziness, he urged. Take advantage of your youth to lay the foundations of your existence together with the Lord, because your personal, professional, and social future will depend on the choices you make during these years. Pope Francis concluded his message by encouraging young people to be enthusiastic missionaries of the new evangelization. If you let God's grace work in you, and if you are generous and persevering in your daily commitment, he said, you will make this world a better place for all. I'm Devin Watkins.
2: The new Pew Research Center survey has revealed half of Americans see China as the largest threat to the U.S. economy and to national security. That's the news. It's 35 past the hour.
0: Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible. So to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call
10: 513-731-7740. And thank you. Schneller and Plumbing, Heating, and Air are proud supporters of Sacred Heart Radio, home of the 100% satisfaction guarantee. Because our work is done right the first time. For all your plumbing, heating, and air conditioning work. Find us at skpha.com, skpha.com.
8: For
9: over 90 years, the Jesuit Spiritual Center at Milford has enriched the spiritual lives of youth and adults, offering Catholic retreats based on Ignatian spirituality. Enter into the silence of a weekend retreat and experience the great treasures of the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Register now at jesuitspiritualcenter.com. That's JesuitSpiritualCenter.com.
2: It's 24 minutes before the hour on this Friday, July the 28th. Your forecast is brought to you on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio by Schneller-Nachemann Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Online at skpha.com. Got an excessive heat warning today, and right now it's kind of rainy with temperatures in the lower 70s as you're heading out the door. For Cincinnati, hot and very humid. Feels like 105 degrees with some pop-up late afternoon storms. A high today, technically, of 95. Slight storm chance tonight, otherwise muggy, with an overnight low of 76. Partly cloudy, hot and humid with scattered storms tomorrow and a high of 94. For the Miami Valley-Dayton area, a mix of sun and clouds with a spotty storm possible. High around 95. Heat index, 100. Scattered showers and storms tonight with an overnight low of 75. Partly sunny with scattered storms tomorrow and a high of 90. This is Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. It's 37 minutes past the hour and you're listening to the Sunrise Morning Show on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Sunrise Morning Show, legal, political, and sometimes cultural analyst, Ken Craycraft, back with us now. He's a professor at Mount St. Mary's Seminary, writes for the Catholic Telegraph, and our Sunday visitor, among other publications. Good morning, Ken.
16: Good morning, Annie. Nice to be with you again.
2: It is nice to have you. And so you read the book and then went to see Oppenheimer. In theaters uh, Robert Oppenheimer of course known as the father of the atomic bomb so I want to start off with this what has the church had to say about the development and use of nuclear weapons
16: well, uh, the Church has spoken with a very clear and consistent voice throughout uh, the the decades since the bomb ha- was developed and has been produced. The most clear uh, and sort of the default place to look is Pacem in Terris, uh, Pope St. John the Twenty nineteen sixty three encyclical, uh, in which the Pope defined peace in a, in a very traditional Christian way—not merely the absence of conflict, but the presence of tranquility—and because there is no possibility of of true tranquility in the world when nuclear weapons exist which have the capacity to wipe out entire populations then we can't really say that there's peace on earth and therefore John the 23rd and all of the popes uh, in unison after him uh, have called for the abolition of nuclear weapons uh, for the sake of peace not not again for the sake of preserving the earth in case they're used, but for the sake of peace, because their very presence, the very presence of nuclear weapons uh, is the absence of peace, and therefore there cannot be peace while they exist. And that's been the, that's been the consistent uh, and unanimous voice of the teaching mag- magisterium uh, since the development of the bomb.
2: And that's not just a quote unquote religious opinion, right? I mean, this is rooted in in natural law and basic human dignity, I would say, um, because there might be some who say, well, Oppenheimer was like an agnostic Jew or something like that. I mean, uh, then and would um, would imply by saying that, that that this kind of viewpoint shouldn't be imposed on someone like him who's not Catholic
16: that that's right it, it is it is a a view that's held by a broad spectrum of people, not just Christians or Catholic Christians on the other hand, Annie there are those who uh who take the opposite position that well, what has- pre- prevented nuclear war is precisely the ability of of so many nations to be able to destroy one another and and that that's part of a doctrine that developed in the 1970s and 80s called mutually assured destruction and that's the doctrine that says you build up strong uh, stockpiles as a deterrent against others and therefore peace is actually secured and and both in the book and in the movie arguments like that are portrayed not by oppenheimer himself who was not a proponent of mutually assured destruction uh, but by others and and it's it's a position that's still held today but by and large you're correct uh, most, I would say that the majority of people from across the uh, spectrum, philosophical and religious spectrum, agree in principle with uh, with the, the Catholic tradition that says that the very existence of uh, nuclear weapons, which are far, far, far more powerful, by the way, than the weapons that were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, uh, is an affront to human dignity, and, and therefore uh, there's no true peace in the presence of these monstrous weapons.
2: So do you get the sense in the movie or or in the book that he and his team ever stop to think about? I mean, regardless of whether you can do this, should you do this?
16: Yeah. And and one of one of the, the nice things about both the book and the movie is that it's it portrays that in Oppenheimer's own conflicted mind. Now, I want to be clear about a couple of things, as, as clear as we can in the short time we have. Uh, Oppenheimer in- indeed was a, a proponent of the development of the device, or as he called it, the gadget. And he insisted that his team <laughs> refer to it the as the gadget. gadget. Wow. But he began but he began to have qualms as it developed, and so did his team. And that's portrayed in the film when, uh, when the team of scientists at Los Alamos, some senior scientists, get together and discuss the ramifications of what they're doing and and thinking about the the morality of it. And what this really tells us, Annie, is that scientists... When scientists lose the vision of the proper and true good and and what human moral life is about and human moral agency and just do things because they can do them then we 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 have a situation in which the technology outruns the morality and that's exactly what Oppenheimer both the book and the movie portray is that the technology outran the morality and the morality found itself trying to catch up and that that really was Oppenheimer's life after the bomb he had. Uh, he was instrumental in developing it. Uh, he headed up the Manhattan Project, which was the project that developed the, uh, the first uh, uh, atomic bombs. And then he spent the rest of his career uh, really regretting what he had done and trying to get people to realize what an awful thing had happened and how to at least, if not eliminate uh, nuclear weapons, at least to limit their use, limit their scope and limit their size. Because Oppenheimer never really uh, he advocated for the abolition of atomic weapons. I think he believed that that was impossible, but he advocated for constraints on their size and the ability of them to cause harm uh, if they were ever used in, in a war. And so he, he actually advocated something like tactical uh, nuclear weapons that had much smaller targets than the giant weapons that were created after, uh, after him. And, of course, he also opposed the hydrogen bomb, the so-called super bomb, which is many, many magnitudes stronger, again, than the atomic bomb that was developed uh, at Los Alamos uh, in the 1940s. Did he ever apologize? Um, it's that's a complicated question, Annie. I don't think that he ever apologized for being a scientist and following the science. He was a physicist, and phys- you know scientists do what scientists do. Uh, I think that he he did deeply regret what happened. Uh, one time he met with Harry Truman, and this is documented both in the book and it's done very well in the film, in which he came very close, at least in the account that's uh, given to apologizing by expressing his regret over the uh, massive civilian uh, casualties in Japan. And uh, Harry Truman, as portrayed in the book, said, the people in Japan don't care who made the bomb. They only care who dropped it. And that was me. Truman had a very callous uh, uh, um, way of uh, presenting this, and he had a very callous attitude toward Oppenheimer, telling his aides not to bring this crybaby into my office anymore, and that really severed his relationship with Oppenheimer going forward. So I I don't know that Oppenheimer ever formally apologized, but he certainly spent the rest of his time expressing intense regret for what had happened, and without any question, intense regret for the massive civilian casualties in Japan, which uh, which violates every canon of just war
2: so what are your thoughts in the end Ken
16: well, I, 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 the movie was, was uh, the, the book was very, very good, extremely well researched. And of course, there's much more detail about his life in the book than there can be in a movie, even a three-hour movie. <laughs> I thought the movie was really, very good because it did a good job of showing the frenetic pace of building the bomb. They were under severe time constraints to try to beat the Nazis. Uh, but it also shows, in the way that the film is constructed, it shows the conflicting mind of Oppenheimer and some, some of his team. And it also shows the way that he was pulled in different directions— by the American uh, military and, and by uh, ethicists. and of course, thrown into all of that is—it's is, is, not a side story, but it's really a side story to what we're talking about this morning. Was his relationship with the with the Communist Party and the Red Scare, McCarthyism? So, the the movie uh, Stephen Graydonis will do do a, do a better job of <laughs> reviewing the movie. I thought the movie was terrific, and I thought it did a very good job of expressing the, the moral quandaries and the moral. Uh, um, tension uh, and the anxiety that was caused by building the bomb uh, outside of a moral framework uh, in which it could be properly used. And of course, once again, it was used in a way that cannot be justified uh, because it violates the just war principle of targeting civilian uh, targets. And, and of course, the, the vast majority of victims of Hiroshima and Nagasaki were civilians, not military targets.
2: Yeah. I have so many more questions, but we're going to have to leave it there in the interest of time. And yes, Stephen Gray Donis will be reviewing this, although he told me he's still trying to like get his thoughts together on just what he thinks of, of this movie. But we'll uh, we'll get him on to talk about it, too. In the meantime, uh, Ken Craycraft's thoughts are over at Our Sunday Visitor. Really interesting piece he wrote there. Our Sunday Visitor... Dot com. Ken, thank you so much.
16: Thank you, Annie. Have a great day.
2: You too. Thanks. All right. It's 14 till Father Hezekiah's Carnazzo
17: joins us
0: next. Support is from Solidarity HealthShare.
17: Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things that violate your beliefs? Have you ever felt there has to be a better way, but didn't know you had any options? If you answered yes, I've got some good news for you. There is a better way and a more affordable way. Solidarity HealthShare can save you hundreds of dollars each month while actually supporting your beliefs because the best news is that Solidarity Health Share costs a whole lot less than insurance. It's time to jump in and put your money where your faith is and put some money back into your wallet at the same time.
18: Join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based healthcare sharing community. Prices start as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-334-3245. That's Solidarity HealthShare. 844-334-3245.
9: Do you use a single-brew coffee maker at your home or in your workplace? The Carmelite Monks of Wyoming have single-use coffee pods especially for you.
2: Go to the Mystic Monk Coffee site through our site, sunrisemorningshow.com, to browse the monk shot options. When you check out, we'll earn a commission.
9: And why not brew it straight into a Sunrise Morning Show mug or travel mug? You can find those in our online store.
2: Buy a mug and link for some monk shots for your Keurig at sonrisemorningshow.com.
9: Now there's a fast and easy way to get in touch with EWTN. The EWTN Everything Number. Call 1-800-447-EWTN to get the latest information on programming, special events, pilgrimages, and more. You can even make a donation. Our EWTN Family Viewer Services representatives are ready to help you with whatever your needs may be. The EWTN Everything Number. 1-800-447-EWTN.
12: EWTN.
2: It's 12 till here on the Sunrise Morning Show. Let's take a look at headlines. The Thomas More Society is suing on behalf of a national network of pro-life pregnancy centers after the governor of Illinois signed into law a bill targeting pregnancy centers. The Holy See Press Office has presented the itinerary for the Pope's upcoming visit for World Youth Day in Portugal, and this month is now on pace to become the hottest month on record. Next newscast in about 13 minutes from now, as the Sunrise Morning Show continues here on EWTN. Joining us again on the Sunrise Morning Show is Father Hezekiah Carnazzo from the Institute of Catholic Culture. Good morning, Father.
19: Good morning, Annie. It's a blessing to be with you and your listeners
20: today.
2: It is a blessing to have you back. And we're going to be looking at the readings for Mass on Sunday, the 17th Sunday in ordinary time. And I want to start with the first reading today, a famous story from the first book of Kings chapter three, in which we hear the Lord say to Solomon in a dream, ask something of me and I will give it to you. And Solomon asks for wisdom. My first question is, Father, what is wisdom?
19: That's a, that's a that's a great question, Andy. You know, most of us read a text like this, and we remember the story from our childhood. We, we rarely stop and ask ourselves these fundamental questions about the scriptures, about what, what the meaning of these things are. And unfortunately, today, we've lost our philosophical patrimony that would allow a Catholic to answer that question very easily. Wisdom is the knowledge of the causes of things. And when we mean the knowledge of the causes of things, that's a it's a fancy way of saying knowing where a thing came from and where it's going, what created it, what, when, what its purpose is. So we talk about we're, we're looking at the thing and realizing its place within the whole created order and what its purpose is in relationship to the plan of God. Uh, and this is so important, Annie, because it, it tells us to slow down, stop, and to look around you and uh and and for all those things we take for granted all those times we become frustrated in our life that things aren't working out the way we want them to and so forth we need to slow down there's that old saying you know stop and smell the roses (laughs) that that's that's that that's the fundamental thing slow down and start to appreciate the gift of the things around you and why god has placed uh all of this created order around you and why you're placed there and what is the purpose for your life of course here with solomon He prays for wisdom, which is the gift of the presence of God within him. Ultimately, to have knowledge of the causes of things is to see things, to realize things, to come alive in regards to the whole world. And therefore, wisdom in the Old Testament is certainly understood in terms of the grace of God, the Word of God coming to dwell within Solomon, to direct his life, to realize the gift which his life is, And what what the purpose of the life is.
2: And so if we take that into mind with our own lives and then go to listen to or read the gospel for Mass on Sunday from Matthew chapter 13, if we're seeing things through God's eyes, then we can understand better what a gift the kingdom of heaven is.
19: Yeah, but you know, just as a bridge to get there, look at this Responsorial Psalm, Annie. Yeah. Lord, I love your command. That's right. The command of God is not something outside of us, or at least it's not supposed to be. Uh, it's supposed to be something loved that is coming from within us, something that, pour, that pours out from us and directs our lives. And then you're right. You, we can take a look with that, having opened our, our our heart to this gift of God's way of life as my way of life. Lord, I love your command, as Solomon did. Then we can we certainly we can look at this gospel and and... and allow Jesus to teach us to conform our life to it. Yeah, the kingdom of heaven. And we continue that theme this week uh, of the kingdom of heaven in Matthew chapter 13, as we heard last week, this time regarding especially the pearl of great price. Huh? Mm-hmm. If, if one realizes the, uh, what is around him, as a God's plan for him, he will, it is a life-changing realization. If God's word comes to dwell within us, it's a life-changing thing, and we will, yes, yeah, we will sell all, and then we will put as a priority first the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, we I, we spoke about this last week, Annie, regarding this kingdom of heaven business. It's most people think kingdom of heaven, we think about, you know, up in the clouds. But St. Jesus is saying, no, the kingdom of heaven is, it's all in our praise. Yeah. And within us. Mm-hmm. Huh? So the, a kingdom is, is that which the, which the king sets in order, huh? And we pray that the Lord comes to dwell within us to set us in order. The kingdom of God is made present within us, is that, as uh, Saint Peter says, "We are living stones being built up into the temple of God." Right? We are being built up into that kingdom in which all of us, related one to the other through our baptism into Christ, now form the dwelling place of the King. Uh, and and if one realizes where his life has come from, is a gift from God. So what its purpose is then one would give their life for this kingdom, not something far off and distant from us, not something which is to come in the future, but one which he sells everything now to give his life for this purpose of of his
10: relationship with God.
2: Well, let's go back to the, the responsorial psalm here, Psalm 119. I mean, Father, how many of us could could say this honestly from our hearts? I mean, this is something that we need to reflect on. The law of your mouth is, to me, more precious than thousands of gold and silver pieces.
19: There it is, Annie. That's beautiful. I'm glad you went back to this text because this is is a major challenge to us, as is the gospel. Have we sold all? And made the kingdom of heaven, that is the presence of God in my life, the sole priority of my life? Or am I still kind of cut in two, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm a Catholic. Jesus is important to me. But you know what? My 401k, my my home, my my Ferrari, <laughs> you know, like whatever right. it is, my car. Um, you know, these are the things I really want in life. And then to reprioritize and what is to make what is most important actually what is most important. And the law of your mouth to, is to me more precious than thousands of gold and silver pieces, and I can't say that, Then stop and don't say it, and, and meditate upon our life. Mm-hmm. But this is why the response to our psalm is given to us, that I can open my heart to this truth. Lord, I love your command. I have said, O oh Lord, that my part is to keep your word. The law of your mouth is more precious to me than than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Open your heart to that, my friend. Uh, This Sunday, as we hear this, and and make that response for us all your own. That's the purpose of it. To pray this prayer of Solomon, and then to say, you know what? All these things are important to me in life. Those are good, but those are all good in my life to the extent that the most important good of all is in place. Let us put that in place again and that is the presence of the word of god in my life to direct all of my
2: actions we've been talking to father hezekiah's carnazzo and father if listeners want to check out all the resources over at the institute of catholic culture where do they find them
19: institute of catholic culture dot org, www. Of culture dot org. come on over and visit
2: us and you can find it linked at sunrise morning dot com got a course on the cardinal virtues coming up with dr john cutteback S O N Rise We got another hour coming up for most of our affiliates here on EWTN.
0: I'm Father Rob Jack. Join me this afternoon for Driving Home to Faith when Laura Streetman will talk about the upcoming Save Our Children Rosary Rally in Norwood. Father Jaime Lorenzo will discuss the Regnum Christi musical prayer event. I'll reflect on the readings for this Sunday. Plus, frequent traffic and weather to get you home safely. Back this afternoon, beginning at 4 on Sacred Heart Radio. You're
1: on the road
10: to the king. To faith. I'm Bill Torbeck of Tri-State Abrasive and Tool Company, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. We strive to provide the highest quality diamond and CBN products manufactured by privately owned companies, enabling us to provide prompt and personal service and you to avoid the unnecessary cost and frustrations of dealing with bureaucracies. Find us online at theabrasiveone.com. That's the number one, theabrasiveone.com, theabrasiveone.com.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Fred Espencheid Plumbing. For plumbing and remodeling, Fred brings 55 years of experience to his work. Licensed in Ohio and Kentucky, Fred Espencheid, your pro-life plumber. 859-441-0950. 859-441-0950.
9: Catholic Engaged Encounter Weekends are a marriage preparation program led by married couples and a priest or deacon.
17: What makes this marriage prep program unique is you will have two days as a couple to delve into important subjects that will affect your relationship together for the rest of your lives.
9: More time for prayer and reconciliation and closing the weekend with Mass.
17: More information is at Cincinnati-Covington.EngagedEncounter.com. That's Cincinnati-Covington.EngagedEncounter.com.
0: In hundreds of counties in Appalachia and the South, there is no Catholic presence. There are no priests, brothers, sisters, or lay ministers. The less than 1% of the population that is Catholic often struggles to participate in the life of the Church. Glen Mary Home Missioners is the only Catholic community exclusively committed to serving this part of the United States. To learn more about joining Glen Mary Missioners in this mission, visit glenmary.org. That's glenmary.org.
9: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from St. Michael's Rosaries and Religious Articles. Proudly partnering with Dayton Right to Life and the Stork's Nest Baby Pantry to support babies and families in need. More information online at stmichaelscustomrosaries.com.
0: Every day, members of St. Vincent de Paul, Cincinnati, answer Christ's call, providing spiritual, emotional, and material assistance to neighbors in need. You can help when you donate your unwanted clothing, furniture, household items, or car visit 421care.org. I'm Father Dan Schmidtmeyer, Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com. Arise, it's alive.
2: We're continuing our way on this Friday, July the 28th, here on the Sunrise Morning Show. Let's begin this hour with the responsorial psalm for Mass today from Psalm 19. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The command of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eye. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true, all of them just. They are more precious than gold, than a heap of purest gold. Sweeter also than syrup or honey from the comb. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever amen in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen good morning and welcome to hour two of the sunrise morning show here on the ewtn global catholic radio network i'm anna mitchell i'm sitting in the studios of sacred heart catholic radio in cincinnati ohio i'm looking at paul lockman Sitting at the controls for us, Matt Swaim is off today. He is traveling this weekend, so say a prayer for his travels and hope to have him back all nice and refreshed from a little mini vacation on Monday morning. Up this hour, Dr. Brad Bursa joins us from Nazareth Revisited, and we're going to be talking about implementing family meetings and how those can contribute to family peace, which is what Nazareth Revisited is all about. Marlon De La Torre will join us from knowingisdoing.org. It's National Family Planning, National Natural Family Planning Awareness Week um, in conjunction with the anniversary of Humanae Vitae earlier this week. And uh, he's going to talk about that. Bobby Schindler will be along from the Terry Schiavo Life and Hope Network. Uh, There is a movement gaining some traction to extend doctor-assisted suicide to people who have eating disorders. Bobby has thoughts. And then we'll wrap things up for the hour with Father Jonathan Duncan with his thoughts on the Sunday Mass readings coming up this weekend. Right now, it's three minutes past, and news is a service of Central Fabricators and (laughs) centralfabricators.com. Illinois is targeting pro-life pregnancy centers. Governor Pritzker signed the so-called Deceptive Practices of Limited Services Pregnancy Centers Act. The law bans pregnancy centers from using what is described as misinformation, deceptive practices, or misrepresentation in order to interfere with access to abortion services or emergency contraception. The measure allows the Illinois Attorney General to investigate complaints against centers and strengthens the AG's office's power to prosecute what they deem to be consumer fraud. The Thomas More Society has filed a lawsuit on behalf of the National Pregnancy Health Network, NIFLA, Peter Breen said in a statement, quote, this law is a blatant attempt to chill and silence pro-life speech under the guise of consumer protection, end quote. The Holy See Press Office has presented the itinerary for the Pope's upcoming visit to Lisbon for the 2023 World Youth Day.
3: From Vatican Radio, Francesca Merlo reports. Matteo Bruni, the director of the Holy See Press Office, noted that this will be the 42nd international journey of Pope Francis's and his second one to Portugal after that of 2017 on the occasion of the centenary of Our Lady's apparitions. Matteo Bruni noted that over 330,000 young people have registered from over 200 countries and 20,000 volunteers have registered from 150 countries. More than 700 bishops and 20 cardinals will be at their service, guiding them in catechesis. Peace will certainly be at the center of the prayers at this World Youth Day, said Matteo Bruni. When questioned by journalists, Bruni did not confirm, but neither did he exclude, that the Pope might meet with young Russians and Ukrainians. Also, when asked if a meeting with the victims of child sexual abuse would be planned, the Vatican spokesman responded by underlining Francis's well-known sensitivity and attention to these issues. If these meetings do take place, he said, they will also take place in a confidential manner to facilitate the healing process of the victims. If there should be a meeting, news will be given after it takes place, said Matteo Bruni. Pope Francis will speak in public 11 times, pronouncing nine speeches and two homilies. Only the first will be delivered in Italian, whilst the others will all be in Spanish. It is a language of the Pope, explained Matteo Bruni, the language through which he can reach the greatest number of people. Finally, Matteo Bruni noted that Portugal, Spain, France and Italy are the countries that the Pope will be flying over and that as in previous apostolic journeys with the Pope on the plane, there will also be a Vatican employee, this time from the Secretariat of State. I am Francesca Merlo.
2: The Secretary General of Caritas Internationalis has concluded a two-day visit to Ukraine saying long-term support is needed there. Alistair Dutton told Vatican News that now 18 months since the Russian invasion, unfortunately war is becoming more structurally present. He said living in a time of war is becoming a matter of daily life for people in Ukraine, and so the nature of the assistance is starting to shift somewhat. He said, quote, we must help people think about, rather than what they receive day in and day out, how to provide for their families how they can restart their work and earn an income and provide for their families themselves, end quote. The Justice Department is launching a civil rights investigation into claims the Memphis Police Department used excessive force against black residents. The probe announced yesterday comes seven months after the police beating death of Tyree Nichols, although Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark said it's not based on any one instance of misconduct. Former President Trump is accusing the Justice Department of abuse after more charges were filed against him in the Mar-a-Lago classified documents case.
4: Brian Shook reports. Trump told Fox News Digital Thursday that this is what you get for leading the polls for the White House in 2024, calling the charges ridiculous. Special Counsel Jack Smith is adding one defendant to the prior indictment against Trump and aide Walt Nata, along with an additional charge of willful retention and two new obstruction counts. Trump and NADA have already both pleaded not guilty to federal charges related to the documents. I'm Brian Shook.
2: And a California restaurant has been ordered to pay 35 employees $140,000 after bringing in a quote-unquote fake priest to solicit confessions. According to a U.S. Department of Labor news release, the Taquiera Garibaldi Mexican Restaurant in Sacramento brought in a, quote, supposed priest to hear their workplace sins in a plot to learn who filed complaints about the restaurant. Employees had reported that a manager made false claims and an investigation by the Department of Labor would raise immigration issues, according to the release. In the release, the department called the employer's actions despicable. The $140,000 will go towards back wages and damages. Despicable indeed. Today is Friday, July the 28th. It is the Feast of Blessed Stanley Rother, an American blessed. Pray for us. It's nine past... Back with us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Dr. Brad Bursa, co-founder of NazarethRevisited.com. Good morning, Brad.
21: Good morning, Anna. Thanks for having me on again.
2: You bet. It's good to have you back. And we are going to be discussing implementing weekly family meetings. First of all, can you just give us sort of the history of how this came about in the Bursa family?
21: Yes, I'd be happy to. So. You know, when my wife, Katie, and I got married, we started having children. When the kids are young, we kind of, Katie and I dictated the schedule for the week, and our kids weren't old enough to be involved in too many extracurriculars or things like that. Then we hit this point where we've got multiple kids in school. They're starting to have social lives of their own. They're starting to play sports, and we're kind of like caught up in this machine of – going really fast through the week with all these activities and with school and then flying right into the weekend with more activities and events and games and things and all all of a sudden it's monday and we're starting over um and so we we felt like we had no point where we were like pausing to to get a grip on things it was just kind of spinning out of control
2: is is this a problem
21: The feeling of anxiety in my life made it made it clear that it was a problem.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I say that tongue in cheek because this is the situation that so many families find themselves in and, and they don't take that breath and and think about what could be potentially problematic. But before you know it, your family could just be growing apart. Is that right?
21: That's right. I mean, I think in moments like that, what my wife, I think she really named it well. She's like, everyone's just fending for themselves. And we so often feel like we're slaves to our circumstances. And I I think a lot of times about God's first command uh, to man and woman, which is to take dominion. And uh, I think just pausing for a family meeting was a great opportunity for us to take some dominion over this crazy schedule you know trying to keep up with with all the expectations and demands in this culture is so hard um, so to just take stock of things and to get everyone looking together at the week ahead uh, was tremendously helpful
2: yeah and you write about this over at your blog at Nazareth revisited um, can you tell us about the inspiration that that led to the first family meeting in your house
21: yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny how different parts of our lives speak to other parts. So I was at the Amazing Parish Conference with Patrick Lencioni, who's a business consultant, and he's talking about you know how to get parish staffs meeting well and and talking well uh, about this mission that they have. And I'm sitting there like, man, I need this in my family. And then I, I realized that. Uh, Patrick Lancioni has a book for families. It's called The Three Big Questions for Families. And that book was really helpful in my wife and I kind of wrapping our head around our growing family and these growing demands and also implementing this weekly meeting.
2: Well, that makes a whole lot of sense when you think about the family being the domestic church. And so, you know, these these sort of principles that you can have to running a parish could could certainly uh, be transitioned into uh, how to run a family in in some ways. So what does a family meeting consist of, Brad? Can you give us the agenda?
21: Well, I can give you our agenda. I'm sure that each family is going to kind of finesse this uh, to their own needs, but we do this on Sunday evenings. Uh, it's our point of just Collecting ourselves before the, the week begins uh, with all the activities on Monday. And we try to make these brief because we have now we have a teenager all the way down to a seven month old. Um, so things get crazy if it goes too long. And I give the weather report and I try to act like a meteorologist um, because I was wanted to be one. No, I'm just kidding. But it is kind of fun to give the weather report so that the kids have a sense of what's coming up. And then we just talk through each day you know, how are the kids getting to school, Uh, what activities are going on after school, who's going where, and we run that as quick as we can, and that just gives everyone a big picture of the week, and then each day of the week, then we have something that we're pointing back to, you know, it's Tuesday, okay, remember, you're going here, you're going there, Um, and then we end by praying together. Uh, We pray each night, uh, and then on Sundays, uh, in addition to our normal prayer, we we say uh, a prayer that's an act of consecration to the Holy Family. But so that's a nice way to, to kind of end the meeting and then to send us together uh, into the week.
2: All right. So you talk about how you need to have all of the kids involved in this. How do the littlest of kids get involved?
21: Usually they get involved by running around and oh, nice. being chaotic. Just to um, give you so the
2: sense of the chaos that you
1: it, You feel can like.
21: feel, exactly, exactly. Sure. Um, I mean, we do our best to keep people at bay. Um, for a time, we were doing this with, with a treat, you know, so we would have dessert nice. while we were doing the meeting. And then we realized that that was not the right solution because getting... <laughs> sugar sugar? with unhelpful (laughs) so now sometimes we'll get the little kids going on just coloring um or something like that or we'll give we'll give our three-year-old son some trucks and try to get him to line those up on the on the floor while we're talking sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't i think this is why you just as the parents you have to go in with an agenda and move through it quickly uh that helps a ton
2: We've been talking to Dr. Brad Bursa, and if you'd like to read more about having a weekly family meeting, you can check out the blog over at NazarethRevisited.com and find it there, Nazareth Revisited, linked at SunriseMorningShow.com. Brad, thank you so much. Thank you. Always happy to have you. All right, it is a quarter past. Let's take a look at weather across the nation. There's a pair of cold fronts that will be bringing rain showers and thunderstorms to the northern Rockies and Plains, the upper Mississippi Valley, the Great Lakes, Midwest and Mid-Atlantic. A few showers and thunderstorms are possible across interior New England as well. Heavy downpours will be a possibility, especially in the lower Great Lakes and the Midwest. Rain and thunderstorms will be soaking Florida and the coast of Georgia and Carolinas today. Isolated to scattered showers and thunderstorms will be developing in the Four Corners region this afternoon and evening. Otherwise, dry weather dry weather is prevailing for most places west of the Rockies, as well as the central and southern plains, the lower Mississippi Valley, and the deep south as well. And, of course, it's hot. Basically everywhere. So there's that. I believe here in Cincinnati we're getting the hottest day of the year today. So far, anyway. We'll see if it continues on. But anyway. 16 past now on the sunrise morning show we're back with headlines right after
17: this laura teach me to pray the ignatian prayer series can now train you and others electronically to become facilitators and bring the ignatian way of prayer to your parish come to know and love jesus christ like never before and help others do the same don't pass up the opportunity to join this work of the new evangelization Go to LordTeachMetopray.com and click on Digital Training. That's LordTeachMetopray.com and click on Digital Training.
8: Central Fabricators is proud to support the Sunrise Morning Show, where you'll get news from the Catholic perspective while keeping you up to date on what's happening in the Vatican as well. It's also a great way to keep in touch with the Catholic faith throughout the week. Central Fabricators, based in Cincinnati, Ohio, is a family-owned business for over 75 years. Manufacturing and repairing corrosion-resistant storage tanks, reactors, and pressure vessels. On the web at centralfabricators.com. That's centralfabricators.com.
9: Tis the season for iced tea. If you're looking for some unique flavors to enjoy, the Carmelite Monks of Wyoming have a number of options, including lemongrass mint, ginger orange, and blossoming jasmine.
2: Go check them out through our link to Mystic Monk Coffee at sonrisemorningshow.com. And when you make a purchase, we earn a commission.
9: While you're at our site, pick up a mug or etched travel mug, which are available in our online store.
2: Get your mugs and link to Mystic Monk Coffee for tea at sunrisemorningshow.com.
17: The Wisdom of Mother Angelica.
14: You know, I have never seen women
12: who want to be equal absolutely degrading themselves. And
13: yet the media degrades your nature, your beauty as a woman, your
12: your goodness. Let us pray. At some point, our dear Lord touches their hearts. For more information on Mother Angelica, visit
22: Religious Catalog at EWTNRC.com
2: up on 19 past here on the sunrise morning show let's take a look at headlines the thomas More society is suing on behalf of a national network of pro-life pregnancy centers after the governor of illinois signed into law a bill targeting pregnancy centers the vicar of the diocese of odessa of the ukrainian orthodox church has told russian patriarch Kirill that a bless a missile he blessed hit the altar And the Holy See Press Office has presented the itinerary for the Pope's upcoming visit next week to Lisbon for World Youth Day. Next newscast coming up at the bottom of the hour here on the Sunrise Morning Show. Today, the feast of Blessed Stanley Rother, who is the uh, first martyr from the United States, officially recognized martyr from the United States. First U.S.-born priest to be beatified. He's from Oklahoma, studied at Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland, served as a priest in Oklahoma for about five years before receiving permission to, um, to serve at a mission in Guatemala, where there was extreme poverty and a civil war raging at the time, this being in the 1960s, and the Catholic Church right there in the middle of it because people like Father Stanley wanted to continue catechizing and educating these people in desperate need of the gospel. Um, He got sent home to Oklahoma for a time for his safety, but said a shepherd cannot leave his flock, went back, was eventually martyred for the faith. Blessed Stanley Rother, pray for us. It's 21 minutes past the hour.
0: I'm Father Rob Jack. Join me this afternoon for Driving Home to Faith when Laura Streetman will talk about the upcoming Save Our Children Rosary Rally in Norwood. Father Jaime Lorenzo will discuss the Regnum Christi musical prayer event. I'll reflect on the readings for this Sunday, plus frequent traffic and weather to get you home safely. That's this afternoon beginning at 4 on Sacred Heart Radio. You're on the road to Christ
1: the King. Driving
9: Home to Faith. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Sunset Janitorial Supply, a Catholic family business supplying the tri-state cleaning industry with commercial cleaning supplies, personal hygiene, equipment, and even machine repair. Free delivery to your business. More information at sunsetjanitorialsupply.com.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Hoting Realtors, trusted and recommended by generations of families to sell their homes. Licensed in Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. Hoting Realtors, 513-451-4800 and at Hoting.com.
12: Support for Sacred Art Radio is from Molly Maid of Westchester. Insured, screened, and drug-free employees deliver service with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 1-800-MOLLY-MAID or at mollymade.com. Molly Maid, a clean you can trust.
23: Enjoy a wonderful evening in the Defense of Life at Pregnancy Center West Annual Banquet on Thursday, August 10th at Indiana's Lawrenceburg Event Center. Featuring Ascension Presents regulars Jackie and Bobby Angel talking on Catholic marriage, discernment, and theology of the body. You won't want to miss their powerful pro-life message. Pregnancy Center West annual banquet on Thursday, August 10th. For tickets, call 513-244-5700 or online at supportpcw.org. That's supportpcw.org.
9: St. Michael's Rosaries and Religious Articles in Miamisburg carries many of the books heard on Sacred Heart Radio. Online at stmichaelscustomrosaries.com. That's stmichaelscustomrosaries.com, stmichaelscustomrosaries.com. Proud to support Sacred
22: Heart Radio.
2: Dr. Marlon De La Torre is back with us now on the Sunrise Morning Show, director of evangelization for the Diocese of Columbus. He writes at knowingisdoing.org. Good morning, Marlon. Go Bucks.
6: Good good morning, Annie, go Bucks.
2: So it's Natural Family Planning Awareness Week in the U.S. Church, and I want to get the basics with you first because I don't want to take anything for granted.
6: Sure, sure.
2: What is the purpose of natural family planning?
6: All right. So from from a basic construct, uh, natural family planning really is to assist the couple to space out uh, the opportunity, the, the always open opportunity to have children. And that natural family planning provides the couple the opportunity to <clears throat> really look at their situation in life, look at their current structure and determine, all right, when would be the best time to, to have a child, not from a contraceptive mentality and not from a mentality where they don't love children. It's because of factors in, in their family or situations where there should be probably the, the best time to abstain uh, from sex, to abstain from the opportunity to have a child this time uh, for various reasons, whether it be uh, emotional, psychological, financial, things of that nature that somehow could weigh or be a detriment to the couple and uh, may really cause a hardship. And, and that's a general way of looking at natural family planning in and of itself. But really, it's, it's the gift of openness of life always. But at this particular time, they like to refrain from conceiving um, for a particular reason.
2: Okay, now, the church does not make up rules simply to make up rules, and neither does God. Correct. So, why is the rule against the use of birth control, meaning, Mm -hmm. like, the pill or or Mm -hmm. other methods of contraception, why is that rule against birth control fitting for man and Mm -hmm. woman who are made in the image and after the likeness of God?
6: Great. That's a fantastic question. When when you look at the concept of, of natural family planning, and this really stemming from uh, the church's uh, beautiful concept of man and woman and procreation and the love for one another, uh, this regulation or cycle right, of birth really is meant to help the couple understand one, They're a child of God. Two, the openness to life will always exist. Three, there are certain times where, you know what, um, we may want to refrain from having a child, not because of the specific fact that we have a contraceptive mentality, but because of a situation that may occur, whether it be physical, emotional, psychological. The church offers that as part of the human condition, where there could be a factor that may cause a hardship on the couple, not because of anything else other than. All right, the couple's struggling, and the church understands in a merciful way that there may be time not to have a child. And so we want to be cognizant of that, and the church realizes that. Pope Paul, Paul VI uh, in Humana Vitae really understood the, the premise of man and woman, and he based that not just on the biblical understanding of Genesis or the understanding of our Lord blessing the marriage covenant, whether it be in St. John's Gospel at cana, or the explanation of the whole narrative of divorce and remarriage with Moses to the Sanhedrin. Uh, There's more to it than just that. It's an understanding of the mercy uh, that's due to us as children of God, and that if we really decide uh, to live that covenantal marriage, there are certain times where this could be refrained, uh, not for anything else other than for the mercy of the couple and the situation they're in, so the church is very well aware of that, and, and that's one of the beautiful things of NFP. At the same time, it's one of the most misunderstood aspects of NFP.
2: Yeah, I was going to say because I mean, let's just let's just yeah. call it out here because of I mean, course. this is not using birth control, but there are those mm. who say this is just a Catholic workaround. I mean, there are plenty of people mm. who think of that course. this is just simply they call it Catholic birth control.
6: Oh, absolutely. And, and from a surface level, rightfully so. Um, I've encountered many couples who have used the, the aspect of NFP w- in whatever method uh, is available to them to uh, intentionally not have children. They, they say, well, you know what, this is a way where I, I don't fall into mortal sin. Hey, I found a, a nice scapegoat here in this particular method of natural family planning. And when I've encountered those couples, I, I tell them, it's "Like, look, the whole premise is not for you to have unlimited sex. The whole purpose is for you to understand your spouse, to understand that there could be a serious situation where having a child at this time may cause due harm emotionally, psychologically, or there could be a burden that you're not aware of or something that you have not worked out with your spouse that bringing another child in at this particular point in time all right, may, may be somewhat harmful. Uh, in the situation now that also sounds like well it sounds no different than than contracepting than so basically being able to use any type of uh, element to do that as well but the the, the distinction is you 're always open to life, meaning that even if practicing nFp uh, you could conceive and my wife and I are examples of that when we conceived our youngest Gianna. Um, we never thought we 'd have another child practicing nFp, and she came as a blessing not because we did not want to have a child, we always wanted to have children but uh, understanding the physiology of of man and woman and what can happen. NFP really allows that to grow and mature. Uh it's part of the gift.
2: I love that you named her Gianna. Beautiful. Of course, being open to life is is how we live in the image and after the likeness of God, who in mm-hmm. his nature is life-giving. We are called Absolutely. to live out. That likeness of God in which He made us. And you can read more about this. He's got a, a very thorough post over at knowingisdoing.org, which you can find linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Marlon, thank you so much and go Bucks.
6: Appreciate it, Eddie. Go Bucks.
2: You can find all of our guests linked at SON Rise com. While you're there, download the Sunrise Morning Show app sacred heart radio app it's named after the station in which we reside here in cincinnati ohio you can listen to all three hours of the sunrise morning show as well as all of the rest of the great catholic radio programming you get on a daily basis half past the hour now on the sunrise morning show it's time for news The Thomas More Society is suing on behalf of a national network of pro-life pregnancy centers after the governor of Illinois signed into law a bill that targets pregnancy centers. The so-called Deceptive Practices of Limited Services Pregnancy Centers Act bans pregnancy centers from using what is described as misinformation, deceptive practices or misrepresentation in order to interfere with access to abortion services or emergency contraception. Peter Breen of the Thomas More Society said in a statement quote pregnancy health ministries provide real options and assistance to women and families in need but instead of the praise they deserve pro-abortion politicians are targeting these ministries with $50,000 fines and injunctions solely because of their pro-life viewpoint end quote. This month is on pace to become the hottest month on record.
14: Details from Mark Mayfield. That's according to new data from the Earth Observation Unit of the European Union Space Program and the World Meteorological Organization. The organization said the first three weeks of July have already set the record for the hottest three-week period. July 6th set the mark for the hottest day on record. This comes after June broke the record for the hottest June ever. Much of the U.S. has been hit by heat waves along with Asia and Europe. I'm Mark
0: Mayfield.
2: The vicar of the diocese of Odessa of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church has told Russian Patriarch Kirill, "Quote: A missile you blessed hit the altar." Yahoo News reports that Archbishop Victor of Arts, Artses was referring to a bombing last week in Odessa that damaged the Transfiguration Cathedral. He said in a letter to Patriarch Kirill, "Quote: I saw that a Russian missile blessed by you." had directly struck the altar of the church in the Holy of Holies. I realize that the Ukrainian Orthodox Church has long had nothing in common with your understanding. He said, we do not dare call you great Lord and Father because you are a father who has sacrificed his children to to destruction and murder, end quote. A hearing is set to resume today in Michigan as prosecutors push for a school shooter to get life in prison. The teenager pleaded guilty last year to all charges in the killing of four students at Oxford High School in 2021. He was 15 years old at the time and can only be be sentenced to life in prison without parole at the discretion of a judge. Pope Francis has sent a message to young people participating in the Medjugorje International Youth Festival, encouraging them to trust in God and to respond positively to His grace. From Vatican Radio, Devin Watkins reports.
15: God has a plan of love for each of you, said the Pope. Do not be afraid of His will, but place all your trust in His grace. He expressed his hope that their time spent in Eucharistic adoration and confession at the Medjugorje Festival would help them to see that God's will is not something to be feared, but rather something to be embraced. God's will is a priceless treasure, he said. Pope Francis went on to reflect on the example of the Blessed Virgin Mary, highlighting how she did the will of God despite hardships. She became a disciple and mother of her son the moment she accepted the angel's words, he said. From then on, her whole life was a continuous response to God's will. The Pope noted that we sometimes struggle to understand God's will, especially in difficult moments. There is no better will for us than the Father's will, he said, which is his plan of love for us with a view to his kingdom and our full happiness. God, added Pope Francis, loves us unconditionally and knows the very depths of our hearts and desires. The Pope urged young people at the Medjugorje Youth Festival to offer God their unconditional yes in response to his love, especially in the zeal of their youth. Let there be no place in your life for selfishness or laziness, he urged. Take advantage of your youth to lay the foundations of your existence together with the Lord, because your personal, professional, and social future will depend on the choices you make during these years. Pope Francis concluded his message by encouraging young people to be enthusiastic missionaries of the new evangelization. If you let God's grace work in you, and if you are generous and persevering in your daily commitment, he said, you will make this world a better place for all. I'm Devin Watkins.
2: And AAA reporting gas prices are currently at an eight-month high. That's the news on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's 35
12: minutes past the hour. Put your money where your heart is. Do business with someone who shares your faith and values. From Sacred Heart Radio's Angel's List of Underwriters. And don't forget to tell them where you found out about them. Go to
10: sacredheartradio.com and click Angel's List. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from schneller Knockelman Plumbing, Heating, and Air. During the hottest of weather, schneller Knockelman will keep you cool with air conditioning repair, installation, and maintenance. schneller Knockelman. Find us at skpha.com, skpha.com. For more than 150
0: years, the Comboni missionaries have traveled to nearly every corner of the world. Founded by St. Daniel Comboni, we are an international Catholic organization dedicated to ministering the world's poorest and most abandoned people. Your donations make a huge impact, and 95% are used to fund our many projects. Find out more at ComboniMissionaries.org. That is kombonimissionaries.org.
2: It's 24 minutes before the hour on this Friday, July the 28th. Your forecast is brought to you on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio by Schneller-Nachemann Plumbing, Heating, and Air online at skpha.com. Got an excessive heat warning today, and right now it's kind of rainy with temperatures in the lower 70s as you're heading out the door. For Cincinnati, hot and very humid, feels like 105 degrees with some pop-up late afternoon storms, a high today technically of 95. Slight storm chance tonight, otherwise muggy with an overnight low of 76, partly cloudy, hot and humid with scattered storms tomorrow and a high of 94. For the Miami Valley Dayton area, mix of sun and clouds with a spotty storm possible, high around 95, heat index 100. Scattered showers and storms tonight with an overnight low of 75. Partly sunny with scattered storms tomorrow and a high of 90. This is Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. It's 37 minutes past the hour and you're listening to the Sunrise Morning Show on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy to have you along with us. Bobby Schindler with us now on the Sunrise Morning Show from the Terry Schiavo Life and Hope Network. Bobby, good morning. Good morning, Annie. So apparently there's a growing movement now to make doctor-assisted suicide available to people who have eating disorders. Is that right?
24: That's right. uh, There was an article that was published In the Daily Mail, Annie, uh, just this past July 28th, of a Denver doctor, Jennifer uh, Gaudiani, I believe, and she specializes in eating disorders at her Denver clinic and says that she believes that uh, there's certain patients who have anorexia, eating disorders, should be... Uh, she could qualify to be recommended, she believes should be recommended, recommend, give the recommendation for lethal doses uh, of meds to commit suicide. In fact, she recommended to uh, her, her patients, who evidently wasn't quite clear, Annie, uh, but they, she, in the article, said that uh, assisted suicide was legal where these patients lived, and she recommended uh, assisted suicide for these patients. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's moving from terminal illness, uh, Annie, which is uh, the, the premise or the basis of how these laws are passed in the state, and now they want to expand it to uh, to kill people who have mental health conditions, eating disorder. Uh, here is, is just one of the example. I don't know. If, I believe we talked about this last year, Annie, in twenty twenty two. Wesley wrote an article about that. And the Journal of Eating Disorders actually published a piece piece that was supporting and pushing just this, that patients should be afforded uh, assisted suicide option if they do have, in fact, if they, are, um, if they are dealing with eating disorders.
2: All right. Can I just put this in very real terms of essentially what they're saying and then get your comments? because i i i live in i i have a family we in our family there have been um issues with eating disorders in my my extended family so essentially you're going to somebody for help you've come to the point where you realize that you need help you go to them and they say well yes basically you are fat and here's some medication to help you end your life because you're not going to get over this and you know, you're so depressed, you may as well just end your life because you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. Is that? Is I mean, that's, from my perspective as, as somebody who has watched others with eating disorders, um, that's essentially what I hear, Bobby.
24: Well, that, this is what makes it so alarming, Annie. When, when you start passing laws that speak to mental anguish or suffering as a reason for- kill someone where, where does it end and, and how do you define do you put it how do you get parameters or how do you set boundaries in these types of terms you, you know um, uh, Wesley says that uh, allowing in the same article that I remember back in 2022 he said allowing for the suicide for psychiatric illnesses would open the door wide open for medicalized killing and he's absolutely right. That's why it's so important that we have to be vigilant with these assisted suicide laws and how they basically lie to pass them and say, oh, we're going to have very strict guidelines, safeguards, where this it would never affect any 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 patient other than those who have a terminal disease and have six months or less to, to die. Well, that's just not true. I mean, we're already seeing there's been three states already in here that have existing Assisted suicide laws that have expanded already. Uh, one being Vermont, the other being Oregon, where they can now have uh, uh, people come in from out of states and 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 uh, and have assisted suicide. Uh, they they can they can prescribe assisted suicide for people out of state if they come in Oregon, Vermont. So it's already expanding, and and and, and you see the dangers, and 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 can and we always point to Canada too, Annie. And Canada is actually legalizing in t- March of 2024. Uh, the Canadians will now be allowed to um, to kill themselves. They'll use assisted suicide when the underlying condition is mental illness. So if it's happening in other countries, you could be rest assured that it's eventually going to creep into the United States if we just don't pay attention and stop these, these types of laws from happening and expanding in this country.
2: Well, essentially. You're looking at people with depression, right? I mean, yep. we're going to start extending lethal drugs. Doctors being forced to do this, extending lethal drugs to people who have depression.
24: Well, yeah. I mean, again, where, where does it stop? It's it's it's, um, it's it's that quote that that I I often refer to, and again, it's by our friend Wesley, and it says, "Once you." Uh, once once you um, uh, use killing as an answer to suffering, where, where does it end? Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what's happening here. I mean, mental illness and all types of whatever you want to put under the umbrella of mental illness, if, you, if that's going to qualify for assisted suicide, uh, I mean, can, can you just imagine the, the scenarios uh, where, where people can go in and, and ask for lethal drugs, and, and it can even happen unbeknownst to family members, uh, with these types of uh, measures and laws that could eventually pass, Annie. And, and eating disorders, I, I think you know, some people might have some familiarity with eating disorders, and then it affects mostly young girls between mm-hmm. the ages of uh, 16 and 17. Uh, I'm sorry, 16 and uh, 13 and 19 years old. Uh, women are the ones that are most afflicted with these types of uh, disorders. So you start prescribing so suicide. I mean. I mean, you just can't talk enough about the dangers and just uh, what this would mean if this, if this, something like this came to the United States.
2: Well, I hate to take it to this point, but we often look at the slippery slope issue. I just mentioned depression, but just to hit a hot button issue, there are those, uh, when they look at the issue objectively, have pointed out a great number of similarities between eating disorders and gender dysphoria. So this idea that you see your body as an enemy, essentially. So what happens to our culture if we ever get to a point where people start pushing doctor-assisted suicide for those struggling with transgender issues? Um, Will the culture wake up, maybe, because this is the the hot topic of the day, and realize what doctor-assisted suicide really is?
24: Yeah, are we going to eliminate Annie's? the, The one thing... That standing between someone's death, the, the life and death, and that's a dedicated psychiatrist or psychologist to help treat these individuals. We're, we're just
20: exactly.
24: going to push a suicide on them rather than try and treat whatever uh, depression or, or some type of mental health issue that they're having. I mean, it's, it's just unthinkable that, that we're even speaking about this being a possibility. Well, it's a reality in Canada. Uh, I mean, I, I think about Robin Williams, who was suffering from mental health issues and, and took his life. And, and we saw the, the country react to that and, and how upset and how we were asking, why wasn't he getting getting help to, to prevent this from happening? Well, now we're going to open the door and we're going to allow it to people what, what, that, that have these types of mental health issues. We're just going to offer them assisted suicide rather than treatment. It's just um, it's unimaginable to me that, that we would even consider something like this.
2: And what's so scary, too, is that I, I wonder how many people have who have contemplated suicide but didn't have, a, well, I hate to use the word courage, but you know what I mean, like that that's, that ability to actually take their own life and um, can't bring themselves to do it to themselves. But if you hand that over to a third party, how many more people are going to die as a result of this?
24: Oh, well, you're right, Annie. I mean, it just, as I said, it's just, it's hard to, to even imagine uh, allowing something like this. It's why the legislatures, we, we can't even allow, I mean, we have 10 states now that allow assisted suicide. They're on the books. We, we have to stop it, nip it in the bud, so to speak, and not even pass these laws because we know once they pass them, they're going to start trying to expand them. And, and it's already happening, and it's why we have to be vigilant, and we have to let these legislators do everything, you know, help them and, and, and educate them and, and let them know uh, the possibilities, of what could happen, and how it could impact uh, some of the most vulnerable, medically vulnerable uh, people in this country if we pass these
1: types of laws. Yeah.
2: And I believe that it is uh, St. Catherine of Siena who is the patron of those suffering with eating disorders. And so let's pray through her intercession today for all of those who struggle and, gosh, to just stop the tide. Error on doctor assisted suicide for those struggling with with mental health issues we got the terry schiavo life and hope network linked at sunrise morning com bobby schindler thank you so much thank you annie god bless you you too thanks all right father jonathan duncan joins us next
0: stay with us support is from solidarity health share
17: do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything even things that violate your beliefs
18: Join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based healthcare sharing community. Prices start as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-334-3245 That's 844-334-3245 Solidarity HealthShare 844-334-3245
9: Do you use a single-brew coffee maker at your home or in your workplace? The Carmelite Monks of Wyoming have single-use coffee pods especially for you.
2: Go to the Mystic Monk Coffee site through our site, sunrisemorningshow.com, to browse the monk shot options. When you check out, we'll earn a commission.
9: And why not brew it straight into a Sunrise Morning Show mug or travel mug? You can find those in our online store.
2: Buy a mug and link for some monk shots for your Keurig at sonrisemorningshow.com. This is Bernadette Boguski, Executive Director of WCCR Cleveland, AM 1260 The Rock. Why do we need Catholic Radio?
12: To reach the hearts, minds, and souls of those who are searching for deeper meaning and don't know where to turn. To bring clarity to a world full of lies and confusion. And to share the good news
2: of joy and mercy with a world so desperate for the truth.
0: The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio. Now more than ever.
2: 11 till. Joining us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Father Jonathan Duncan, a priest for the Diocese of Charleston, works in parish, campus, and hospital ministry, and you can follow him on Twitter at Father J. Duncan. Good morning, Father. Good
7: morning. Good to be with
2: you. It is good to have you. So uh, looking ahead to uh, Sunday Mass, the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time, we've got Solomon asking for the gift of wisdom when God says that he'll give him anything he wants. That in the first book of Kings, chapter 3. Psalm 119, Lord, I love your commands. The second reading will be uh, St. Paul's letter to the Romans. I think the third week in a row we've been in chapter 8. We know that all things work for good for those who love God. And then the gospel, Matthew chapter 13 the parable of the precious pearl among others. So what's standing out to you, Father, as you contemplate your homily this weekend?
19: You know, well, there's
7: there's so much going on here. I Mm -hmm. think, um, you know, I am drawn to uh, Paul's letter to the Romans. You know, I I always love chapter eight of of the book of Romans and we get um, get, uh, several weeks to, to preach on Romans. I think there's something really beautiful. You know, we hear this line. We know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. I think we probably hear that a lot. And one way to understand that would be, um, you know, a, a, you know, everything is going to go great. Everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Everything is sort of almost like you know what some some Christians called sort of a prosperity gospel. You know, everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, good things are going to happen in my life. And yet, if we if we actually look at the passage, we see what is the purpose? Like, what is the good that God is seeking to work? And Paul tells us, so that we might be what? Conformed to the image of Jesus. All of this good is that we become Christ-shaped and Christ-faced, which ultimately means uh, cross-shaped. And so, if if God is working in us, good, in everything, you know, this is, of course, part of the Church's teaching about providence, uh, which I think a lot of Catholics may be confused about. They think, well, you know, uh, is God really uh, behind everything, or does, or does he or ordain all things? Is he aware of all things that are going to happen and have control over everything? No, that doesn't seem right. Um, and yet the catechism is clear, the scriptures are clear, God is the master of, of history, right? He is working his purposes out in history, in our lives. And so, but what is the good that he's working? Well, he's, he's getting us to look like Jesus. He wants us to look like Jesus, which means humble, prayerful, uh, holy, and that means uh, suffering. You know, if we're going to look like Jesus, we're going to have some nights that are going to look like Maundy Thursday. Um, if we're going to look like Jesus, that means we're going to have some days that are going to look like Good Friday. But if, if he's trying to shape us in Christ's image, then our life is going to have both beautiful moments but also difficult, challenging, uh, cleansing, purgative moments, all of these kinds of things, because that's what we need to become Christ-shaped. And when we understand that, and and then we, we look at our whole life and say, okay, that means every part of my life is for me. There's nothing in my life that's not for me, because even the difficult things are shaping me to look like jesus on his knees trusting his father in gethsemane the difficult days of my life are shaping me to look like jesus uh, praying for those who would attack him on good friday and ultimately we trust that in this wisdom if we trust in christ that through this We'll have our own Easter Sunday, both at the end and the resurrection, and of course by the grace of God we get to kind of have a foretaste of that when um, when we're delivered out of difficult circumstances even now, but even if we aren't delivered out you know the martyrs uh, they had to face that and they were conformed to the image of Christ and it's only at the resurrection that they'll have that that beautiful um, glorious moment where their uh, where their body is. Uh, healed and restored, but I think this is such an important thing for Christians as we live our lives to realize that God is working in us this amazing good. But the good is to be Christ shaped. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, this goes back to what Solomon prays for, doesn't it? This what you're speaking of is gaining that wisdom of of the knowledge of where we come from and what we are meant for. And so then we can pray things like, Lord, I love your commands. The law of your mouth to me is more precious than gold and silver pieces, which seems like such a hard prayer to to pray, right? Or to give up everything to go buy that field to find that pearl of great price.
7: Absolutely. And remembering, you know, it's one thing to think, oh, yes, God has a plan for me and his wisdom, you know, it must be so high, uh, you know, how could I possibly understand? But the good news of the gospel is that the wisdom became a man. That's what St. Paul says, I think, to the Colossians, that Christ is the wisdom of God. So the wisdom of God became flesh. And when we encounter Jesus and draw closer to him, we're drawing closer to God's plan for us and closer because he is the wisdom of God in the flesh.
2: We've been talking to Father Jonathan Duncan. Go follow him on Twitter to get more pithy thoughts. At F R J Duncan. And Father, really appreciate your your thoughts this morning. Some beautiful ones on on Romans chapter eight, especially, and and the wisdom of God who is Jesus Christ. Thank you so much.
7: Have a good weekend.
2: You do the same. Thanks, Father. All right, that'll do it for this national edition of the Sunrise Morning Show. We will look forward to coming back with you live on Monday morning, the Feast of St. Ignatius of Loyola, I believe, the 31st. Until then, for all of you on EWTN, may God bless you and keep you and grant you his peace.
23: Ryan Lopez here. Like many organizations, Sacred Heart Radio is experiencing the summer slump when it comes to donations. This year, it is to the tune of $40,000. Now, we've been in this situation before, and each time, we have persevered in providing the gospel because of our generous supporters. Now, to be clear, it wasn't big checks that got us through, but the many small gifts collectively from our listening family. A one-time gift of any amount right now would be greatly appreciated. To give right now, please visit SacredHeartRadio.com and click Donate.
25: I am Deacon Mike Erb with Coldwell Banker Realty, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio because I am a faithful listener, and I'm happy to help you with buying or selling your home,
0: 513-237-8888. That's 513-237-8888. When you donate your car to St. Vincent de Paul of Cincinnati, you are showing your care by making it a vehicle for hope to transform lives. Your donation of a car, truck, or RV helps provide basic needs to struggling neighbors, and they'll pick it up for free. Find out more at 421care.org.
12: Being prepared is everything, right? Does your family know your wishes for your final resting place? Gate of Heaven Cemetery, Archdiocese of Cincinnati's pre-planning family services advisors will assist you and your family with your advanced planning by helping you make decisions calmly and with a clear mind attend an upcoming pre-planning seminar at gate of heaven cemetery so you can rest with peace of mind 513-489-0300 513-489-0300
0: cabernet sauvignon malbec merlot pinot noir chardonnay when you're looking for an extensive selection of fine handcrafted wines from around the world it's the bfm wine shop on bridgetown road BFM Wine stocks over a 1,000 labels of high-quality wine from boutique wineries and small producers. There's also the Wine of the Month, their e-newsletter, and pairing suggestions with fine food. The BFM Wine Shop, proud supporters of Sacred Heart Radio, on the web at BridgetownFinderMeats.com. Hi, I'm Jim Akers, board member with the Cincinnati Chapter of Legatus, Catholic
22: business leaders and their spouses meeting the challenge of balancing faith, family, and business. We meet once a month for Mass and dinner, along with a local or national speaker and a wonderful venue throughout the city. Many of our speakers you have heard right here on Sacred Heart Radio. Please think about joining our group of Catholic leaders and become an ambassador for Christ in your business or profession. Contact us at cincinnati at Legatus.org. That's cincinnati at Legatus.org.
12: Support for Sacred Art Radio is from Rua Wood Psychological Services, integrating psychological science and the truths of our Catholic faith with offices in Dayton and Cincinnati. More information at 513 407 8878 or rwpsych.org.
5: I'm Father Jacob work is from Saints Peter and Paul, California, Kentucky.
0: Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com. Arise, it's a
1: new-
2: We're continuing our way on this Friday, July the 28th, that it's the feast of Blessed Stanley Rother of Oklahoma. Let's begin this hour praying for his intercession. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed Stanley, our brother, you poured out your life in service and spilled your blood as a witness to the faithfulness of God's love. Those you loved so deeply and served so completely, knew you to be their pastor and their priest, interceding for them as their open door to the presence of Christ. Pray for us now and intercede on our behalf as we ask you to walk with us on our journey through life, that the redeeming presence of Jesus might touch us now and restore us to wholeness and peace. I ask in time of need that your prayer accompany us May the mercy of Christ echoed in your ministry and your martyrdom renew us and bring us the graces necessary to heal our brokenness, illumine our darkness, and restore the losses in our lives that we may be finally one with you in praising God forever in heaven. Through Christ our Lord, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning and welcome to hour three of the Sunrise Morning Show here exclusively for our Sacred Heart Radio audience listening on 740 a.m. and 910 a.m. Good morning to everyone listening online or via the Sunrise Morning Show app. I'm Anna Mitchell. Paul Lockman will be along with a sports report coming up after the news and up this hour. Father Hezekiah's Carnazzo from the Institute of Catholic Culture will offer his thoughts on the readings coming up for Sunday Mass this weekend. Catherine Fishlock is coming off of a sacred music conference that we had here in the Cincinnati area at Mount St. Mary's Seminary. And uh, she got to experience some beautiful singing and has some thoughts based on that. And then Deacon Stephen Gray will be joining us from decentfilms.com to talk about Barbenheimer. That being Barbie and Oppenheimer, which both came out in the same weekend and such an interesting cultural phenomenon with those two films coming out at the same time. And uh, I'm not sure if Deacon Steven really has his thoughts ready for print on what he thinks about each of the films, but we're going to tease it out as much as possible. I think there's a lot to think about. I think there's a lot to think about. Anyway, this is going to be a fun hour. Three minutes past. News is a service of Bridgetown Finer Meets and BridgetownFinerMeets.com. <laughs> Illinois is targeting pro-life pregnancy centers. Governor Pritzker signed the so-called Deceptive Practices of Limited Services Pregnancy Centers Act. The law bans pregnancy centers from using what has been described as misinformation deceptive practices or misrepresentation in order to interfere with access to abortion services or emergency contraception the measure allows the illinois attorney general to investigate complaints against centers and strengthens the ag office's powers to prosecute what they deem to be consumer fraud The Thomas More Society has filed a lawsuit on behalf of the National Pregnancy Help Network, NIFLA. Peter Breen said in a statement, quote, This law is a blatant attempt to chill and silence pro-life speech under the guise of consumer protection, end quote. The Holy See Press Office has presented the itinerary for the Pope's upcoming visit to Lisbon, Portugal for World Youth Day next week. From Vatican Radio, Francesca Merlo reports.
3: Matteo Bruni, the director of the Holy See Press Office, noted that this will be the 42nd international journey of Pope Francis's and his second one to Portugal after that of 2017 on the occasion of the centenary of Our Lady's apparitions. Matteo Bruni noted that over 330,000 young people have registered from over 200 countries and 20,000 volunteers have registered from 150 countries. More than 700 bishops and 20 cardinals will be at their service, guiding them in catechesis. Peace will certainly be at the center of the prayers of this World Youth Day, said Matteo Bruni. When questioned by journalists, Bruni did not confirm, but neither did he exclude, that the Pope might meet with young Russians and Ukrainians. Also, when asked if a meeting with the victims of child sexual abuse would be planned. The Vatican spokesman responded by underlining Francis's well-known sensitivity and attention to these issues. If these meetings do take place, he said, they will also take place in a confidential manner to facilitate the healing process of the victims. If there should be a meeting, news will be given after it takes place, said Matteo Bruni. Pope Francis will speak in public 11 times, pronouncing nine speeches and two homilies. Only the first will be delivered in Italian, whilst the others will all be in Spanish. It is a language of the Pope, explained Matteo Bruni, the language through which he can reach the greatest number of people. Finally, Matteo Bruni noted that Portugal, Spain, France and Italy are the countries that the Pope will be flying over and that as in previous apostolic journeys with the Pope on the plane, there will also be a Vatican employee, this time from the Secretariat of State. I am Francesca Merlo.
2: The Secretary General of Caritas Internationalis has concluded a two-day visit to Ukraine saying that long-term support is needed there. Alistair Dutton told Vatican News that now 18 months since the Russian invasion, unfortunately war is becoming more structurally present. He said living in a time of war is becoming a matter of daily life for people in Ukraine and so the nature of the assistance is starting to shift somewhat. He said, quote, we must help people think about rather than what they receive day in and day out, how to provide for their families, how they can restart their work and earn an income and provide for their families themselves." End quote. A hearing is set to resume today in Michigan as prosecutors push for a school shooter to get life in prison. The teenager pleaded guilty last year to all charges in the killing of four students at, an, at Oxford High School in 2021. He was 15 years old at the time and can only be sentenced to life in prison without parole at the discretion of a judge. Former President Trump is accusing the Justice Department of abuse after more charges were filed against him in the Mar-a-Lago classified documents case.
4: Brian Shook reports. Trump told Fox News Digital Thursday that this is what you get for leading the polls for the White House in 2024, calling the charges ridiculous. Special counsel Jack Smith is adding one defendant to the prior indictment against Trump and aide Walt Nata, along with an additional charge of willful retention and two new obstruction counts. Trump and NADA have already both pleaded not guilty to federal charges related to the documents. I'm Brian Shook.
2: And youth sports officials in Ohio are reminding school leaders to take precautions to protect student-athletes during the extreme heat we're experiencing. Practices for some fall sports programs are getting underway as the state experiences this wave of very hot weather. Tim Street of the Ohio High School Athletic Association says hydration is the biggest factor to focus on, noting that young players should be encouraged to drink plenty of water before taking the field in hot weather. The CDC also suggests scheduling workouts and practices for early in the morning or later in the evening to avoid the most intense heat of the day.
26: Now, Anna Mitchell, you're a very intelligent person. Mm-hmm. Was Thanks. this? I'm was glad this, you think so. Well, I, I know so. Thank I've, you. I've worked with you for quite some time. So uh, my question is: Was this story pinpointed at me for
2: softball? Yes.
26: No, not no. for softball. Oh, okay. For for my my news at all. Is this what? Did you not know that you let in with the perfect? Uh,
2: well, yeah. Season? I mean, I knew that this was going to be a good lead into sports
26: okay uh, well did you also know Anna Mitchell that I and I'm not going to tell you how to do your job uh-huh. but your leading story for the national news should have been what I am going to lead with here in sports I may be I may be overdoing it I
2: can't wait to hear this do you,
26: did you not know this I don't know oh no
2: Sports on Sacred Heart Radio, brought to you by Dr. Robert Berger and Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine.
26: Cincinnati Bengals are dealing with a major injury. Joe Burrow, oh yeah, carted off the field yesterday during uh, practice with a calf strain. All right, so calf strain. So exactly what you were saying, Anna Mitchell. We got to be careful when we're practicing outside. And uh, head coach Zach Taylor says Burrow went down on a scramble at the end of a training drill. Burrow uh, missed time. Last year during training camp with that uh, appendix issue, so we shall see how long it goes. Hopefully, uh, things calf strain. I mean, th- these things happen, you know. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, he'll be all right. Fingers uh, crossed. Fingers crossed. Reds back on the diamond tonight. They open up a three game set with the Dodgers. I might have, I might have been overdoing it. I mean, obviously, Joe Burrow means a lot, but uh, you know, I might, I might have. Um, I,
2: I was like panicked seriously panicked for a second Uh, like what did i miss
26: it happened during driving home the faith like right at the start and it was just
2: and you were losing your mind
26: well i i mean i couldn't i you had to get off the social media because i mean the the world was ending everybody was getting in line to donate their calf uh to you know (laughs) i mean it was it's pretty ridiculous so hopefully um Hopefully Joe Burrow is resting. Wow. When
2: concrete. I pulled up Twitter, Carly Rae Jepsen was trending. I guess she dropped a new album overnight or something.
20: Okay,
26: I don't know. not that Joe is.
2: Burrow. I had no idea Carly Rae Jepsen.
26: Uh, was she part of the Jepsen? Call me, maybe. Oh, stop it! Stop! No, I did. Yeah, hey, yeah. I, just yeah. I mean, there. The worst part is that is that plays crazy. during that plays at Skyline. Does it? I know oh, like twenty five songs. Oh. That keep coming out and it's only because of Skyline. I, I only listen to the same ten songs that I've listened to my entire life. Like I've been
2: reflecting else. lately. I've been telling this to quite a few people. I'm so pumped now because my music, like my era of music, is what gets played at the grocery store now. Oh no. And I'm you, like you
26: like that. Oh. Oh, you love it.
2: I love that I am now the grocery store demo. Oh my goodness. It makes me so happy. I cannot. I don't care that it makes me old.
26: I I feel extremely.
2: I old. am jamming at the grocery store. I heard. I was at St. Vincent de Paul recently, the thrift store. Yeah. And they played Hanging By a Moment. And I was like, this yeah. is.
26: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. good stuff. Yeah. It's good this stuff. This is awesome. The kids need to hear this. Is that, you know?
2: Well, no, that isn't what I'm thinking. I'm oh. just. Well, they do totally.
26: They need to Looking not at it from a it.
2: selfish perspective, that I am loving my trips to the grocery store. I love the grocery store anyway, but now I really love going to the grocery store. That's good. That's, Thanks. Thank the, you for listening.
26: Absolutely, I am here to listen, and I'm also going to be listening to traffic and weather here. Traffic, a service of Larkin Cobb Chevrolet Buick and GMC in Eaton Ohio on the web at larkincobb.com. Anything good out there?
2: Yeah, amazingly, not terrible. Even though the roads are wet, we do have an accident block in the left lane right now on northbound 71, right around Martin Luther King. But the backup in the area is not terrible yet, so we'll I'll keep an eye on it. Northbound 75, you're slowing from uh, 74 up toward eh, up toward Ronald Reagan. Southbound 75, slowing as you head through and out of the Lachlan Split. The Dayton area, we do have a major problem. Southbound 75 at Wagner Ford. The left two lanes are blocked. You can expect about a 20-minute delay right now backed up toward I-70. Now, for weather, speaking of major problems, good grief. Excessive heat warning today. So expect that your kids are not going to be spending a lot of time outdoors. If you have health issues, today is not the day to uh, go outside. Hot and humid gonna feel like 105 degrees in Cincinnati today could see some uh, pop-up late afternoon storms as well tonight's light storm chance otherwise muggy with an overnight low of 76 partly cloudy hot and humid tomorrow with scattered storms and a high of 94 it's insulting when you have all this rain and then it just doesn't even cool it down that's what's I think the worst part of it it just makes it worse it makes it much more worse. humid anyway Mix of sun and clouds today in the Dayton area. Spotty shower or thunderstorm possible. A high around 95, but the heat index will make it feel between 100 and 105 today. Scattered showers and storms tonight with an overnight low of 75. Partly sunny with scattered storms likely tomorrow and a high of 90. Today is Friday, July the 28th. It is the Feast of Blessed Stanley Rother. Pray for us. It's 14 past. Joining us again on the Sunrise Morning Show is Father Hezekiah Carnazzo from the Institute of Catholic Culture. Good morning, Father.
19: Good morning, Annie. It's a blessing to be with you and your listeners today.
2: It is a blessing to have you back. And we're going to be looking at the readings for Mass on Sunday, the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And I want to start with the first reading today, a famous story from the first book of Kings, chapter 3 in which we hear the Lord say to Solomon in a dream, Ask something of me and I will give it to you. And Solomon asks for wisdom. My first question is, Father, what is wisdom?
19: That's a, that's a that's a great question, Annie. You know, most of us read a text like this and we remember the story from our childhood. We we rarely stop and ask ourselves these fundamental questions about the scriptures, about what what the meaning of these things are and unfortunately today we've lost our philosophical patrimony that would allow a catholic to answer that question very easily wisdom is the knowledge of the causes of things and when we mean the knowledge of the causes of things that's a it's a fancy way of saying knowing where a thing came from and where it's going what created it when what its purpose is so we talk about we're, we're looking at the thing and realizing its place within the whole created order and what its purpose is in relationship to the plan of God. Uh, and this is so important, Annie, because it, it tells us to slow down, stop, and to look around you. And, uh, and, and for all those things we take for granted, all those times we become frustrated in our life that things aren't working out the way we want them to and so forth. We need to slow down. There's that old saying, you know, stop and smell the roses. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's the fundamental thing. Slow down and start to appreciate the gift of the things around you, and why God has placed uh, all of this created order around you, and why you're placed there, and what is the purpose for your life. Of course, here with Solomon, he prays for wisdom, which is this gift of the presence of God within him. Ultimately, to have knowledge of the causes of things, is to see things, to realize things, to come alive in regards to the whole world. And therefore, wisdom in the Old Testament is certainly understood in terms of the grace of God, the Word of God coming to dwell within Solomon, to direct his life, to realize the gift which his life is, and what what the purpose of his life is.
2: And so if we take that into mind with our own lives, and then go to listen to or read the gospel for mass on sunday from Na- matthew chapter 13 if we're seeing things through god's eyes then we can understand better what a gift the kingdom of heaven is
19: yeah but you know just as a bridge to get there look at this responsorial psalm annie yeah. lord i love your command that's it the command of god is not something outside of us or at least it's not supposed to be uh, it's supposed to be something loved that is coming from within us something of Pour, that pours out from us and directs our lives, and then you're right. You, we can take a look with that, having open our, our our heart to this gift of God's way of life as my way of life. Lord, I love your command, as Solomon did. Then we can we certainly we can look at this gospel and 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 allow Jesus to teach us to conform our life to it. Yeah, the kingdom of heaven. And we continue that theme this week. Uh, of the kingdom of heaven in Matthew chapter 13, as we heard last week, this time regarding especially the pearl of great price. Huh? Mm-hmm. If, if one realizes the, the, uh, what is around him as a God's plan for him, he will it's a life-changing realization. If God's word comes to dwell within us, it's a life-changing thing. And we will, yes, we will sell all, and then we will put as a priority first the kingdom of heaven. And you know, we I, we spoke about this last week, Annie, regarding this kingdom of heaven business. Because most people think kingdom of heaven we think about, you know, up in the clouds. But Saint Jesus is saying, No, the kingdom of heaven is Solomon yeah. prayed. Yeah, and within us. Mm-hmm. Huh? So the a kingdom is, is that which the which the king sets in order, huh? And we pray that the Lord comes to dwell within us to set us in order. The kingdom of God is made present within us. Is that, as uh, St. Peter says, we are living stones being built up into the temple of God, right? We are being built up into that kingdom in which all of us, related one to the other, through our baptism into Christ, now form the dwelling place of the king. Uh, and and if one realizes where his life has come from, is a gift from God. So what its purpose is, then one would give their life For this kingdom, not something far off and distant from us, not something which is to come in the future, but one which he sells everything now to give his life for this purpose of his relationship with God.
2: Well, let's go back to the the responsorial psalm here, Psalm one nineteen. I mean, Father, how many of us could could say this honestly from our hearts? I mean, this is something that we need to reflect on. The law of your mouth is to me more precious than thousands of gold and silver pieces
20: there it
19: is any that's beautiful i'm glad you went back to this text because this is is a major challenge to us as is the gospel have we sold all and made the kingdom of heaven that is the presence of god in my life the sole priority of my life or am i still kind of cutting to you know mm-hmm. um, okay i'm a catholic Jesus is important to me, but you know what? My four hundred one k, my my home, my all, my Ferrari, you know, whatever it is, my car. You know, these are the things I really want in life. And then to reprioritize and what is to make what is most important actually what is most important. The law of your mouth is to me more precious than thousands of gold and silver pieces. And I can't say that. Then stop and don't say it. and and meditate upon our life. Mm -hmm. This is why the response to the psalm is given to us, that I can open my heart to this truth. Lord, I love your command. I have said, O Lord, that my heart is to keep your word. The law of your mouth is more precious to me than than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Open your heart to that, my friend. Uh, This Sunday, as we hear this, and and make that response to the psalm your own. That's the purpose of it. To pray this prayer of Solomon and then to say, you know what? all these things are important to me in life. Those are good, but those are all good in my life to the extent that the most important good of all is in place. Let us put that in place again, and that is the presence of the Word of God in my life to direct all of my actions.
2: We've been talking to Father Hezekiah Carnazzo, and Father, if listeners want to check out all the resources over at the Institute of Catholic Culture, where do they find them?
19: instituteofcatholicculture.org, www.instituteofcatholicculture.org. Come on over and visit us.
2: And you can find it linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Dr. John Cuttaback going to be teaching a course on the cardinal virtues, a full course for free, and registration is open, instituteofcatholicculture.org. 22 minutes past the hour now. We got traffic and weather
12: coming up next being prepared is everything right does your family know your wishes for your final resting place gate of heaven cemetery archdiocese of cincinnati's pre-planning family services advisors will assist you and your family with your advanced planning by helping you make decisions calmly and with a clear mind Attend an upcoming pre-planning seminar at Gate of Heaven Cemetery so you can rest with peace of mind. 513-489-0300. 513-489-0300.
0: Food makes the party. And you can find the perfect party foods at Bridgetown Finer Meats, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. From mini sandwiches to their jumbo pretzel sandwich, meat and cheese or vegetable and relish trays, Bridgetown Finer Meats can make hosting a party a breeze. And choose your wine while you're there. The BFM Wine Shop has high-quality wines from all over the world. Bridgetown Finer Meats on Bridgetown Road. 513-574-3100 on the web at bridgetownfinermeats.com.
12: Support for Sacred Art Radio is from Molly Maid of Westchester. With 30 years of trusted, quality service and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 1-800-MOLLY-MAID or at mollymade.com. Molly Maid, a clean you can trust.
9: St. Michael's Rosaries and Religious Articles, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, can help you share your faith in style with high-quality socks and T-shirts featuring your favorite saints and the Blessed Mother. St. Michael's Rosaries in beautiful Miamisburg or online at stmichaelscustomrosaries.com.
2: 23 minutes past the hour now, and this traffic report is a service of Rose Automotive, pre-owned vehicles on Erie Highway in Hamilton on the web at roseautomotivegroup.com. Still trying to clean up an accident on southbound 75 in the Dayton area at Wagner Ford. Has you backed up to the 70 interchange in the Cincinnati area. Still got the left lane blocked with an accident on northbound 71 at Martin Luther King. Some slow traffic right in the immediate area of the accident, but uh, no major backup behind it. Heavy on southbound 75 coming through the Lachlan Split and on northbound 75 as you approach the Norwood Lateral. Now for weather. Excessive heat warning in effect today. Hot and humid with pop-up late afternoon storms in Cincinnati. High of 95. It'll feel more like 105. Tonight, slight storm chance, otherwise muggy with an overnight low of 76. Partly cloudy, hot and humid tomorrow with scattered storms and a high of 94. For the Miami Valley-Dayton area, a mix of sun and clouds with a spotty storm possible. High around 95. Heat index up to 105. Scattered showers and storms tonight with an overnight low of 75. Partly sunny with thunderstorms likely tomorrow and a high of 90 degrees. Catherine Fishlock joins us next. It's 25 past.
8: Working to see the culture of life prevail in the Miami Valley, Dayton Right to Life is here to protect God's gift of life through law, education, and community action, from fertilization to natural death. Find Dayton Right to Life online at DaytonLife.org. That's DaytonLife.org.
0: Our bodies are a gift of God, a temple of the Holy Spirit. Just as the human body ought to be treated with respect and dignity in life, so it is meant to be treated after death. The Cincinnati Catholic Cemetery Society can help make advance arrangements with their Catholic Funeral Plan. Pre-planning is especially important to those preparing to enroll in Medicare. It also ensures that you make the arrangements you want, leaving your family without the hardship of planning while grieving. Find out more at 557-2306, extension 319, or online at cccsohio.org. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Delhi and Harrison Pet Centers with everything your pet needs from guppies to puppies. Offering curbside pickup in-store and online shopping at delhipetcenter.com. That's delhipetcenter.com.
9: Sacred Heart Radio is blessed to have the support of Larkin Cobb Chevrolet Buick GMC in Eaton, Ohio, offering a wide range of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs with on-site financing. Larkin Cobb, close to Eaton, Richmond, Dayton, and Brookville. On the web at LarkinCobb.com.
2: Back with us on the Sunrise Morning Show here in studio, Catherine Fishlock, professional singer, musician. She's an excellent piano teacher. (laughs) Catherine good morning good to see you good morning good to be here so uh, you have had a couple of weeks off of the show because you were preparing for and then involved in a sacred music conference at Mount St. Mary's Mm -hmm. so I know you were presenting and we talked about what you were going to um, be presenting but you were also a participant so right what sort of things have you been reflecting on since the conference
11: well um It was a wonderful conference, and I would recommend it to all you music directors and just Catholic folk interested in the liturgy uh, for next year. It happens Mm -hmm. every year. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the whole purpose of singing. Like, my, Mm. my presentation was on human excellence and perseverance in our singing, that we, regardless of the role we have to play within the liturgy from... The priest, the cantor, the choir, and the people in the pews, the singing should be the best that it can be. You know, and I think and that's not to say that everybody needs to turn and you know, is expected to be a professional singer, but I think for the role, for the part you play, do your very best. Because we should give God's we should give God our best work. Mm. So and of course there are varying levels of that. Um, in terms of, you know, your cantors should be your best singers. They should sure. work hard at their singing. You know, our priests should sing well, even if they have limited ability by the world's view of this sort of category of trained singing, right? Yeah. They should work hard to get to their very highest level.
2: Isn't that the beauty of chant, though? That, that it's not necessarily, well, it's not necessary, so to speak, that, you know, somebody with the 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 most beautiful voice the the professional mm-hmm. singer like the amateur can pick up chant a hundred percent yes and of course within the whole
11: re- within the whole body of of chant within the church's repertoire you have the simplest you know rectotono which means just singing on one note mm-hmm. which anybody can do and if they learn a little bit about breath support and diction it can be really excellent and, and achieve its purpose. So yeah. any priest should be able to sing. Yeah. Now, the complicated chants should be left then to the choir and the cantor. That is the, their traditional place, you know, sure. the complicated things. And there are things that the people can learn. Um, one thing, though, that we experienced at the conference, which was wonderful, we had a, a Byzantine priest visiting who was one of the keynote speakers. And the first night of the conference, we sang a Byzantine Vespers.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh,
11: my goodness. It was so beautiful. I mean, I have some exposure to the Byzantine Rite, but I had not ever done a full Vespers before. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, there is no instrumental accompaniment in the Byzantine Rite. So the singing is absolutely front and center. And it's very powerful. There's a different... There's a different tonal tradition, which as which you can hear is much more, it's much more Eastern. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a certain excitement and vibrancy in the singing, particularly in the priest's parts, which are, um, I wouldn't say that they're in any way um, showy, but there's an energy there. And the way that the, the interplay between the priest and the people works is really beautiful. We tend in the Roman church to get kind of lazy and things get really slow and dirge-like. And then everybody says, I hate chant. (laughs) (laughs) But it's because we lack the, we lack the energy to move things forward. So then the the, the priest described this to me because I was interested in that the, he would start singing before we were done and then we would come in before he was done. And he wanted it that, you know, specifically, he said, this is what we need. And, um, he explained that these are like the like the links of a chain, mm-hmm. that the liturgy should progress. You know, like a train has left the station, and this with this energy and this forward movement towards God. And it was yeah. just a beautiful experience. And it and um, it made me think that like part of that comes from part of the ability to sing like that comes from the confidence that comes from learning uh, learning how to sing or taking the singing to heart. You know that this is really my part. This is my part in this. I'm not just. Um, and that's not to say that you have to, uh, you know, not to get into a big thing about participation. But when it's your part, you should sing it fully and mm-hmm. out
2: of love and give your best. Yeah. Um, I've had some experience of, of Byzantine chanting just with my work with the Institute of Catholic Culture and from right. Hezekiah Carnazo, who's uh-huh. a, a Greek Melkite priest, and uh, listening to. Him sing with his family because mm-hmm. uh, he's a married priest. He's got children, and so he has uh, his children come on ICC events and, and chant with him from time to mm-hmm. time. And it's true, you do hear them like they are saying amen before he's finishing up. I'm interested in this this laziness that you're talking about <laughs> with with us Romans because. Uh, there is no like time signature on chant. Correct. Is there? Is no. that the right terminology right. that I'm using here?
11: Right. Well, it's basically that it's the difference between metered and unmetered music. What we're used to, to our modern ears are used to metered music, which, is, which means we count everything yeah. right? and we divide time mathematically. Chant doesn't work that way. It has, it has rhythm, but it doesn't have meter so it has a sense of movement and it's uh we have groupings of notes that maybe move a little more quickly or a little more slowly mm-hmm. but um you're not, it's not like one, two, three, four, go. You know, it's just, a, it's a different feeling. So it's much more, it's much more um, natural, really. Yeah, much it more follows, human yes, in a way. Yeah. Yes, it follows the rhythm of the, you know, the the beating of the heart, which slows down and speeds up depending mm-hmm. on what we're doing or what
2: we're thinking. It allows and, you to be a lot more creative, mm-hmm. like in the mind of God kind of creative, where mm-hmm. you can, I don't know, that's, that's yeah. so cool. It's not, um, it's not imposing, anything upon you in a way right and and really
11: it um it's deferential to the text yeah and which was the which is the whole point of sung prayer right that we take this beautiful um elevation from speech to song which Mm -hmm. elevates it to music so like right away that's that has a different um that has a more powerful impact right and so that simplest song the one note Mm -hmm. you know the lord be with you and with with your your spirit spirit, you know how simple could it be right but it still is elevated um and then all the way from that to the most complicated glorious incredibly uh, very difficult gregorian chants and then of course choral music and all that which came later but um the beauty of the human voice as a musical instrument is something Mm. also that i think we take for granted we think of the voice is kind of utilitarian right because mm-hmm. we're we use it all the time constantly it's and we we need it but to transform it yep. from an from a, a working a work tool to a musical instrument amen is a miraculous gift yes and I think we uh, we it would be great just to, to have people think more about that yeah. you know
2: well I've always been struck by the um the imagery in the Chronicles of Narnia I think the one where where Aslan sings creation into being. Yeah.
11: Right. I just, you know. Well, and there's a whole, we could get into a whole big thing about the vibration of the voice and the vibration of the cosmos and the whole unity of. Oh man, the unity of-
2: Wren, don't get me started now. Let's save that for another conversation. Man, we got, it. we're already over time. Don't start. I started it. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've been talking to Katherine Fishlock. If you would like her to come uh, teach some chant to your choir, she's available for such services. Get in touch with us through sunrisemorningshow.com in the uh, contact form, and we will get you in touch with Catherine. It was good to see you, Catherine. Thank nice you. Nice to be here. All right. It's 35 minutes past the hour now. It's time for news. The Thomas More Society is suing on behalf of a national network of pro-life pregnancy centers after the governor of Illinois signed into law a bill targeting pregnancy centers. The so-called Deceptive Practices of Limited Services Pregnancy Centers Act bans pregnancy centers from using what is described as misinformation, deceptive practices or misrepresentation in order to interfere with access to abortion services or emergency contraception. Peter Breen of the Thomas More Society said in a statement, quote, Pregnancy Help Centers, Pregnancy Help Ministries provide real options and assistance to women and families in need, but instead of the praise they deserve, pro-abortion politicians are targeting these ministries with $50,000 fines and injunctions solely because of their pro-life viewpoint, end quote. This month is on pace to become one of the hottest months on record. Details from Mark Mayfield.
14: That's according to new data from the Earth Observation Unit of the European Union Space Program and the World Meteorological Organization. The organization said the first three weeks of July have already set the record for the hottest three-week period. July 6th set the mark for the hottest day on record. This comes after June broke the record for the hottest June ever. Much of the U.S. has been hit by heat waves along with Asia and Europe. I'm Mark Mayfield.
2: The Secretary General of Caritas Internationalis has concluded a two-day visit to Ukraine, saying long-term support is needed. Alistair Dutton told Vatican News that now 18 months since the Russian invasion, unfortunately, the war is becoming more structurally present and a part of daily life for the people of Ukraine. Meanwhile, the vicar of the Diocese of Odessa of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church has told Russian Patriarch Kirill, quote, A missile you blessed... Hit the altar. Yahoo News reports Archbishop Victor of Artsis was referring to a bombing last week in Odessa that damaged the Transfiguration Cathedral. He said in a letter to Patriarch Kirill, quote, I saw that a Russian missile blessed by you had directly struck the altar of the church in the Holy of Holies. I realize that the Ukrainian Orthodox Church has long had nothing in common with your understanding. He said, quote, we do not dare call you Great Lord and Father because you are a father who has sacrificed his children to destruction and murder, End quote. And gas prices are now at an eight-month high. More from Brian Shook.
4: AAA reports the national average price for a gallon of regular gas hit $3.71 on Thursday. That's the highest the average has hit since November and is 13 cents more compared to a week ago. The jump comes as the price for a barrel of oil has surged to eighty dollars, a three-month high. California has the highest average price at four ninety-three, while Mississippi drivers are seeing the lowest average at three seventeen a gallon. I'm Brian Shook.
2: Eight thirty-eight now on the Sunrise Morning Show and sports on Sacred Heart Radio, brought to you by Dr. Robert Berger and Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Here's Paul Lockman.
26: All right, it's okay. Hopefully it will be okay. The Bengals had a a bit of a scare yesterday, a major scare, as uh, their star quarterback, our star quarterback, Joe Burrow, was carted off the field during yesterday's practice with a calf strain. So, uh, Joe Burrow, we need you back. Hopefully, uh, it's nothing too big, serious. Um, how about this? Bengals are reaching an agreement with one of their other stars, star defensive player Trey Hendrickson. He uh, signed through 2025. Financial details not yet been announced, but the 28 year old has uh, 22 sacks, six force fumbles in the last two seasons with the team. Glad to have that guy back. How about Reds' news? Reds are back on the diamond tonight after an off day. Red legs Take on the Los Angeles Dodgers out in LA. Cincinnati sits in second in the NL Central, but first place in the Wild Card. Reds are uh, working working to get back in first place in the uh, NL Central. Just sitting a game and a half behind Milwaukee for first place. That is a, a look at sports, and we got more on the Sunrise Morning Show right after this.
1: this-
12: Have you checked out the Angels List on SacredHeartRadio.com? It's the list of businesses who underwrite Sacred Heart Radio. So if you need insurance, tree removal, flood cleanup, or a realtor, the Angels List has got you covered. These are businesses just like you. They want to work with people who share their faith and values. Go to SacredHeartRadio.com and click Angels List. And if you have a business that wants to underwrite Sacred Heart Radio,
0: email me, Leah,
12: at SacredHeartRadio.com.
0: Have you used our QR code to download the Sacred Heart Radio app? The app lets you hear Sacred Heart Radio from anywhere and gives you access to the Sunrise Morning Show and Driving Home the Faith podcast. To get the app, visit sacredheartradio.com and scan the QR code. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Dr. Robert Berger at Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Dr. Berger has been recognized by Cincinnati Magazine nearly every year over the past 20 years as one of the top physicians in orthopedic surgery. And he serves as team physician for Xavier University, Mount St. Joseph University, and LaSalle High School. Dr. Berger treats patients of all ages at the Beacon West office on Harrison Avenue and on the east side at Cincinnati Sports Club. For more information, 513-354-3700. Online at beaconortho.com. Support for Sacred Heart
9: Radio is from Rose Automotive, serving the Hamilton area with a wide selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Rose Automotive, celebrating over 30 years of automotive excellence. On Erie Highway in Hamilton, roseautomotivegroup.com.
2: Joining us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Deacon Stephen Graydonis from decentfilms.com. Good morning, Deacon Stephen.
18: Good morning, Annie.
2: So we are talking Barbenheimer, and I am pumped about this. Uh, We will separate them at some point. But before we do, what do you make of the whole Barbenheimer phenomenon?
25: I mean, this is is just incredible. In 2023, to see two non-franchise films like these blow up the box office. Barbie had the biggest opening of the year. Um, it isn't yet even in its second weekend, and days ago it blew past $200 million. Wow. But just as impressive is Oppenheimer, a three-hour R-rated historical drama making over $100 million, far outdoing expensive duds like uh, The Flash or Shazam 2, Pixar's Elemental. And whether you love or hate either or both of these particular movies, if you care about movies generally like I do, I think that a phenomenon like this is really very hopeful for a number of reasons.
2: Yeah. And uh, well, why don't you just talk about that now so that we um, so that we can start off on a positive note before we get to some of the controversy?
25: Right. And, and so but let's let's just acknowledge just to, to get this out of the way or at least to, to, to frame it in this context that, that there is controversy over both of these films in some Catholic circles which we'll try to unpack um, in the minutes ahead but just to summarize um, um, Oppenheimer' is controversial for a couple of sex scenes with some nudity Barbie has been criticized for what critics call its wokeness um, but mm. but what's encouraging to me is that it in this in the very studio driven movie landscape that we have inhabited for such a long time now uh, where filmmakers are really interchangeable and and it's really studio suits calling the shots that we're seeing such huge box office success for two very ambitious and auteur driven films that is Films that are not just made by some hired gun working for a paycheck, but by artists whose work reflects a strongly personal creative vision. Barbie was co-written and directed by Greta Gerwig, the director of Lady Bird and Little Women. And you can really see her specific fingerprints all over this film. Obviously, Barbie is a huge brand name. But. Hey, so he's Dungeons and Dragons and that flop. So mm-hmm. it's, maybe we want to take a look at what Greta Gerwig did that connected with audiences in such a powerful way. And then Oppenheimer, written and directed by Christopher Nolan, the Dark Knight trilogy, Interstellar, Dunkirk. Nolan, is his, he's his own brand. He's, he's the only non-horror director today, with a possible exception of James Cameron, possible whose films people will go to see because he made them. Mm -hmm. And and when you think about the fact that Hollywood creatives are on strike right now, for a number of reasons, but significantly among them, there's this concern about artificial intelligence replacing human creative work, chatbots drafting script treatments. The success of these movies, to me, says that human creatives matter. And that's what I'm excited about.
2: And that is definitely something to celebrate. But why don't you unpack a little bit about the the controversy in in Catholic circles? So
25: um, uh, Barbie is is a movie that really explores the legacy of of the Barbie doll in the context of, of American culture. It opens with a very kind of celebratory um uh, reveal of barbie as an icon of adult femininity the time when most dolls were baby dolls and so cast little girls playing with them in the role of the mother and now they get to imagine themselves as adult women in other contexts hmm. um, it, it, it's so it's it's a film that embraces feminism and offers a critique of sexism and what the movie explicitly calls patriarchy and so um, in Catholic circles, there is significant suspicion around feminism, and many forms of feminism are contrary to Catholic faith. So that's, it's not surprising that there's that controversy. For Oppenheimer, I mean, the film is controversial for a lot of reasons with a lot of different groups. One of the sex scenes that I mentioned has been attacked by Hindus because it involves um, the woman that Oppenheimer is having sex with, who's played by Flora P- um, um, uh, Florence Pugh, um, holding up a copy of a, a Hindu sacred text from which Oppenheimer reads the famous words, I am become uh, death, the destroyer of worlds. Nice. Um, but Catholics are concerned, or it, some Catholics are concerned about uh, the, the sex scenes because, of course, um, uh, there's, there's the question of, you know, is this pornography and is it even okay morally to watch a scene like that?
2: Where do you fall on all of this? Do you have thoughts yet?
25: <laughs> yeah, so let me just say I have seen both films this week. I was not able to do the screenings last week because I was doing a theology on Tap Talk, which we talked about in, in our yeah. in our last show. So but I haven't written about them yet. And until I write about a movie, I, I don't I, I kind of <laughs> I, I feel I feel like um um, Flannery O'Connor, when she said, I write because I don't know what I think until I read what I say. Wow. And so, but, but I can I say like this that. much. I, I can briefly say this much. Um, the sex scenes in Oppenheimer are not pornography. Um, not everybody's going to want to watch them. This is definitely a film for adult viewing. Um, there is um, um, some nudity in, in both films, in, bo- in both scenes, but the scenes are, are not there to titillate the viewer they're there to uh, reveal something about the characters and the themes of the movie. Uh, one of them is, is done in a very surreal way that's meant to be extremely uncomfortable and, and not sexy at all.
8: Hmm.
25: Um, uh, so regarding, regarding Barbie... Um, I I have mixed feelings, which I think we can maybe spend some more time on the other side of the break talking about.
2: Yes, absolutely. That is what I want to do. We will be right back with Deacon Stephen Graydonis to talk more on Barbie. And I got some questions about Oppenheimer as well. Stay with us.
25: I am Deacon Mike with Coldwell Banker Realty, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio because I am a faithful listener and I'm happy to help you with buying or selling your home. 513-237-8888. That's 513-237-8888.
0: Every day, members of St. Vincent de Paul, Cincinnati, answer Christ Call, providing spiritual, emotional, and material assistance to neighbors in need. You can help when you donate your unwanted clothing, furniture, household items, or car. Visit 421care.org. Support us from Solidarity Share.
17: Is inflation making you feel frustrated and out of control when it comes to your expenses? We have a solution. It's Solidarity Health Share. With Solidarity Health Share, you control what doctors you go to and how much you spend with pricing options that start as low as $384 for families.
18: Take control of your health care and your budget with Solidarity Health Share. 855 954 5688. Solidarity Health Share. 855 954 5688.
22: The Cincinnati Chapter of Legatus is a national network of Catholic business owners, CEOs, and managing partners facing the challenges of faith, family, and business each day. We meet once a month with our spouse for a mass, dinner, and speaker. We have the support of the Archdiocese of Cincinnati and many members throughout the parishes, including yours. We would appreciate the chance to share what we are about with you and enjoy mass together soon. Contact us at cincinnati at Legatus.org. That's cincinnati at Legatus.org.
2: The Sunrise Morning Show continues with Deacon Stephen Graydonis from DecentFilms.com. We've been talking about. Barbie and Oppenheimer and the Barbenheimer phenomenon Deacon Steven, I want to go back to uh, what we were discussing with Oppenheimer and you were you were talking about the sex scenes being really uncomfortable. My one question about Oppenheimer and all that I've heard about it is would uh, particularly in in thinking about the atomic bomb and and developing this kind of of science. Um, would a non-Catholic leave this film thinking about morality?
25: That's a really good question. And and it, it highlights something. Part of the dilemma of the film is that Christopher Nolan is, is making a movie about uh, a, a person who's involved in the project to bring the atomic bomb Uh, into into reality it's based on a 2005 biography called American Prometheus and the movie invokes the myth of Prometheus the the master craftsman the Titan who stole fire from the gods and gave it to humanity so there is this sense of transgression around the movie and moral questions are raised because we see the film as, as it unfolds toward the Trinity test and toward Hiroshima and Nagasaki, from primarily from Oppenheimer's point of view. Um, We see see the case being made why we need to develop the atomic bomb in order first to beat the Nazis and then to beat the Japanese and save American lives because they're supposedly never going to give up. There are some moral questions raised in the film about this, and, and the movie definitely is concerned about the morality of developing the atomic bomb at all, let alone dropping it on civilian populations. The movie raises these questions, so will people come out thinking about the questions? Yes. Does the movie affirm the Catholic position that it is never morally justifiable to target civilians um, in in even in even in a just war? No, it doesn't affirm that, but it does raise the question.
2: Okay, I'll leave that one there um, because I am really interested in in seeing this movie, um, but am curious like will people be able to follow it? I heard that it's like frenetic paced. <clears throat>
25: It's how can you have a three-hour uh, biopic that's frenetic, but <laughs> and, and really a very talky, thinky, intellectual drama. Sure. But the reality is that that it really does move. Um, how engaged you are will depend on your interest in the subject matter. And really, if you know a little bit about Oppenheimer, it's it's worth is, knowing a little bit. Certainly helps. I should say that this is a movie that is. Um, it, it, it's, it's as much about, um, uh, it, it is about genius and hubris, so it stands in a tradition of movies like Amadeus and The Beautiful Mind, The Theory of Everything. But it's also a movie about power, and not just atomic power. It's about social power, mm. political power, interpersonal power. It's about Oppenheimer's fall from grace after World War II as much as anything else.
2: Okay, what am I going to leave Barbie thinking about? <laughs> So
25: um, Barbie is, as, as, I, as I talked about it, it's an exploration of, of the idea of femininity. It, it's also about what the filmmakers call in the movie um, uh, patriarchy. It's, it's, I, I think for me the core of the movie is a lament on behalf of American women whom the movie says are held to impossibly demanding standards. There's, there's a central monologue Uh, by a a character who is um, um, a a Mattel employee, um, played by America Ferreira, in which she talks about the demands on American women to to remain forever young, uh, to remain thin, uh, to be uh, empowered and and to be a girl boss, um, to take charge of their lives but not to make men feel threatened or marginalized and so forth. And, and, you know, a lot of men watching the movie, I imagine, are going to feel that this movie overlooks uh, or, or um, uh, marginalizes their laments and concerns. And we can certainly say that men also in American society are struggling in a number of ways and for a number of reasons. And this is not a movie about that. I'm, I'm sympathetic to the movie for its complaint, for its diagnosis of the problem. I have to say that it's, the fact that the, the climax of the movie revolves around the Barbies manipulating the Kens into fighting one another so that they can restore power in, in the Barbie verse um, is—I—that's I, 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 not my I, idea of <laughs> a constructive way of approaching the, the concept of the gender wars.
20: Hmm.
2: So, you have daughters, right, Deacon Stephen? I, I mean, do. Is this like the kind of movie that? You'd be okay with a daughter watching. I mean, I guess when I hear about a movie like this, my mind automatically goes to my perspective on feminism, that this is more. It sounds to me and I'm admittedly a fan of Greta Gerwig um, and but I don't know her political viewpoints here um, that this is the re- this is feminism coming to its fruition, that, yeah, you're going to see this sort of war. And then looking at, like, the transgender phenomenon and that we're going right back to believing that women are that stereotype, that Barbie stereotype. That's what people want.
25: Um, I should mention that Amy Wellborn wrote a really interesting review of this movie for Catholic World Report in which she talked about uh, the movie's you could, you could say the movie's affirmation of the biological aspect of, of femininity. Um, I, I don't want to spoil things, uh, but, but there's, uh, there are gynecological concerns in this movie. I want to emphasize neither of these movies, Oppenheimer nor Barbie, are family films. There were little girls at the screening that I went to, and they seemed kind of bored to me. These are movies, I would say, in the case of Barbie, for, for teens and up. Um, my 19 year old saw it and she enjoyed it visually she had problems with some of the themes my 14 year old daughter is not interested
2: I'm gonna have to go see this movie and then talk to you about it again Deacon Steven once I,
25: I like... really want to hear your thoughts and especially if you bring uh, your uh, if you bring any of your kids what what your
22: reaction is to their take.
2: yeah well I think they're too young for it it sounds like but um, eh, we'll see maybe I'll bring one of my nieces <laughs> All Deacon right. Stephen, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. We got decentfilms.com linked at sunrise May God bless you and keep you and grant you his peace.
12: Support for Sacred Art Radio is from Rua Wood Psychological Services, integrating psychological science and the truths of our Catholic faith with offices in Dayton and Cincinnati. More information at 513 407 8878
10: or rwpsych.org. I'm Bill Torbeck of Tri-State Abrasive and Tool Company, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. Diamond and CBN are the most advanced cutting tools because they are the hardest materials known. These enable you to machine three to eight times faster compared to carbide, while reducing downtime for tool changes by 90%. Improve your productivity when machining hard, cast, and powdered metals or difficult to machine materials. Find out more at theabrasive1.com. That's the number one, theabrasive1.com.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Hoting Realtors. Equipped with the latest technology and market knowledge, Hoting Realtors can make the buying and selling process easier. 513-451-4800 and hoting.com.
12: You rely on your car, so rely on the experts at Fort Mitchell Garage, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. They can do it all from brakes, tires, and heating and cooling to towing and collision repair and more. Fort Mitchell Garage on Dixie Highway and Park Hills. On the web at fortmitchellgarage.com.
9: Support for the Sunrise Morning Show is from Visiting Angels. Visiting Angels provides experienced, compassionate care to millions of aging adults nationwide by keeping them safe and healthy in the comfort of their own home. Whether it's a short break for caregivers or for long-term assistance, Visiting Angels provides hygiene, meals, light housework, companionship, and more. And services are available up to 24 hours per day. Visiting Angels, online at visitingangels.com. That's visitingangels.com franchise opportunities available.
12: For over 50 years, the St. Martin District of St. Vincent de Paul has been providing food, clothing, rent, and utility assistance to people in six counties of Southern Ohio. You can join the St. Martin District of St. Vincent de Paul in helping our neighbors with a monetary or vehicle donation, which is simple and easy. 800-322-8284. 800-322-8284. Or donate online at runforthepoor.org.
9: I'm Father Ethan Moore from Catholic Bearcat, University of Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.
0: 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com.
4: Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EW.